0: back, everyone. We took a Sunday off from last week. I had uh, some things to take care of, but we're back. And uh, we had a pretty interesting previous session because we're this is the, the calm after the storm, I think, um, with the <laughs> Fire Titan put back into its plane of existence, the uh, Copper Takers, Copper Keepers, and the other organizations that have been now brought under control, and individuals of those in charge um, have been uh, kind of arrested as well. And Vasselheim has now kind of put a pseudo organization in charge of maintaining a bit of law order and kind of get the Gnomeworks Island back under a semblance of normalcy. Now that the principal parties are no longer in control. We do know that one of the simulacrum versions of the lizard folk that we've come to know as Varix, I believe is his name. Vasarisk is uh, at play still. And possibly partnering up with um, a possible vampire at the same time. Very,
1: very, very old.
0: They were um, making their way out to possibly leaving Gnomeworks at about the same time that the group had dispatched with the Firetype. Back in Gnomeworks itself and in with the Underdwell being freed from uh, forced isolation uh, with the city kind of enjoying this kind of renaissance of freedom now under the tutelage of uh, Vasselheim, the team began to explore the city. First of all, uh, getting some new recruits for the upcoming journey towards the island as the head of the Tabaxi, known as Jocelyn, has decided to take spot up on his offer to uh, uh, <laughs> be a party uh, on the ship. Uh, Is that while... <laughs> who wh- Whose feet are those? What? I, I hear a doggo.
1: Oh, it's a dog. Okay. I thought it was one uh, of the cats going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it I mean, sounds like a tail or a.
2: I mean, one of my cats is digging in a litter box. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I mean, he's on There's the black blur that's moving in the background. Yeah. Oh, there he
0: is. I see him now. <laughs> that
2: is. digging a hole in
1: China.
0: So, with that, um Zaneth and Puck decided after having an interesting conversation with the prefect, to do a little research um, and learn quite a bit about the Claret Orders, vampirism, and other things related to vampire, um, While Spot was recruiting for the ship at the Red Eye Casino, Earthen uh, got to know a strange member of the Harpers, an organization from some untold land uh, but also discovered a mysterious room a vault that the now surviving or the now individuals in charge of no marks are debating as to whether or not to enter the vault or to gain access into the vault as it would seem to be a place that the copper keepers were using to store uh, either items or relics of power um And where I believe, I kind of think that's where we last left off, right? Was Earthen um, Mm -hmm. leaving that general area to begin looking to find everyone else, if that's correct. Yep. And Um, I believe it's the second day since uh, uh, the second day after um, your uh, arrival back to Gnomeworks, the capital um, port city of Gnomeworks. Uh, Go ahead, Puck.
3: Oh, uh, I think Winter was with Xanath. and
0: yeah. Tuck- sorry, Winter was with that Where were you?
3: Um, I got the uh merfolk hand. Oh at
0: the store. yeah, that's right. You went shopping. <laughs> I went. You found yeah, the hand. That's right. And also, <laughs> we start off with Winter coming back from the courts and bringing yeah. some yep. interesting news yep. about the uh, the Fey courts and. Uh, some possible concerns about what may, might be going on, although she didn't necessarily well, share all yeah, of it if, with everybody if, as well.
1: Yeah, we got the we got the context information, but not direct from her information.
0: <laughs> so at the end of afternoonish of day two, Puck has done some shopping, Zeth and Winter some research into the vampire as well as an organization known as the Claret Order um, Earthen, discovering the vault and Spot, recruiting some tabaxi to participate as crew um, once the team decides to set back on their pace of heading towards the Shattered Isles. And now, as opposed to being under the auspices of the Wonderman Assembly, have kind of taken on the hope of Pike. And the others who wish for you to see this thing out to make sure that whatever threat lies in the Shattered Isles is dealt with. As it's believed the threat still is there, but unsure as to what the final goal was. Even though the Copper Keepers have been dealt with and the Fire Titan was not successfully brought into existence. There's still f- had this overriding feeling that somehow all this might be connected to something out on the Shattered Isle whether it is the uh, coming of a very dangerous uh, dragon turtle and its relationship with the merfolk whether it's the veil that you have to pass through um, uh, the arcane veil to pass through to get to the Shattered Isles Um, or whatever Variks and um... why am I forgetting his name? Mason. Mason, thank Mason. you. Uh, whether it's Variks and Mason's opportunity to conduct some final effort to conclude their plans, it's not entirely known at this point. But it's late afternoon. You guys are kind of spread throughout the city at this point. What would you guys like to do? I was going to take my Tabaxi button shopping, see
2: what they needed. Um, and I sent you a, a message in the Discord. Did I ever get the
0: other guys' names or, uh, you know, obviously. No, nah, just, just the leader of the group.
2: Okay. All right. But yeah. A, okay.
0: Shopping trip. What do you guys need? Um, uh, well i mean we, we could uh, i uh I, I don't know what do you what what do you think we need
2: well i mean we're going on an adventure into the uh, uh, yeah. uh no into the shattered Isles. <laughs> like, uh, i'm sorry into the, um, uh, the, the uh, no. <laughs> i mean look the bard is here
0: right okay <laughs> look, you're not near me but yeah uh, but
4: yeah <laughs> you continue know, uh, to plague me you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, just you know, good to have stuff. You know, you you can never be too well armed. I mean, right? We, we did just see like a massive city implode and
0: stuff. And I'm part of that. Well, uh, well, you saw it. We didn't. Well, I'm the general. League. Like, it you know, but we just I saw the smoke it. in the background. I mean, you, you and then suddenly Vasselheim was here, and suddenly everything is kind of like okay. But I, I'm way too sober for this. What um, what do we um? Shouldn't we just do what we normally do? and Just steal what we need? Well, I mean, I we're, we're about to
2: leave this place, and as much as I like the idea of stealing all our things, I um, I don't need the local conservative of called on me right now. So I was just going to purchase your stuff. Like again. M- ordinarily all for it good 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 job but no no i
0: i i I got it i got it it's on my tab we'll be fine well okay um i need clothes i need armor uh i can use some weapons yeah uh can't go without the good rum (laughs) don't want to take the shitty rum um uh, i i I, yeah let's go shopping Yes. yes One of them kind of looks at the other. This is a shopping thing. I'm not really sure what we're supposed to do. Is he talking about paying for stuff without stealing stuff? Is that what he's saying? And they're kind of mumbling to each other behind you like as you kind of lead them into like some of the more market districts and market areas. Um, the only place that's an effort to get to is the Sky Market which is further up into the cliffside face and the, uh, the jungle level of trees. Um, otherwise, in the entertainment district, it's, it's limited. It's, there's not a lot of options. But I'll say for, for brevity's sake, um, you and the Tabaxi run into Puck as she's coming out of the Sky Market area and down into the entertainment district. Um, and Puck, as you come down... Um, there's Spot with three, four other tabaxi. He seems to be leading them into the lower market area of the entertainment district. Uh, but I'll say you guys cross paths, the two of you cross paths for a brief moment.
2: Ah, ah, you- look right now, <laughs> look right now, look right now. Oh, I mean, hey, I'm happy hey, for
3: you, but yeah. I still feel a little bit miffed that you just left me. I mean, it's fine, <laughs> but like, we'll talk about it.
2: <laughs> I had to go find my other Tabaxi Bros. I mean, come on, they're going to be so cool on this trip. Come on, get it right. That's
0: meanwhile, I yeah. meanwhile, while Spot's saying this to you. Behind him, they're drinking from like little flasks, and <laughs> you watch as one of the Tabaxi like snatches a coin purse off of just a casual wander by, um, and they just they're drinking heavily, and they they look like trouble. But they might be controllable trouble.
3: Aww. <laughs> uh, I think I was uh, with a halfling friend that was going to take me to buy some armor because my armor class is not great. Um, do you guys need armor? Do you want to go with us or are you on your own shopping spree? Hey,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, the more the merrier. I, I was just going to take you over to, to my buddy on the other side of, uh, uh, of the city there, a uh, really good armorsmith. Hey uh i mean if, if you and your tabaxi friends want to come i mean the more the barrier you know the more we buy the the easier it is to you know negotiate our price uh you know just I, just pointing that out
3: i do love a bargain deal um also i mean, got
2: no idea where to even book. i mean you know monk
3: <laughs> uh, let's go buy some cool ass shits <laughs> And so I, also, I want to-
0: a gnome, a halfling, and <laughs> a parcel of tabaxi. Um, now begin to head towards the opposite end of the districts over towards the harbor's ward, where one of the armorsmiths and weaponsmiths has like a, a place that he maintains down there. Uh, the halfling begins to just go on about these tales and stories about this particular dwarf that has some. Particular skills. So, listen. Um, when we get there, I need you guys to do me a favor, though. Um, he's he's kind of had a rough life. He's he's seen a lot of activities out there. So, try your best not to stare at him. He's pretty horribly scarred, um, and um, he kind of walks with a limp, um, and his left arm's a little bit disfigured from a from an accident he was in. So. Just be cool. Just like, you know, and already, Puck, you could hear the tabaxi kind of laughing it up, you know, just getting drunker and drunker, uh, you know, the deeper towards the Harbors Ward that you guys are now going down. You come down the elevator platform. One of the tabaxi has to reach out and grab the other one before he falls off the platform. And you feel it hit. And now you're down in the Harbors Ward. Um, It's pretty busy with mostly Vasselheim traffic at this point. Um, the Halfling kind of leads you off the platform and the rest yeah. of you towards like a bunch of warehouses. And you could see a couple like forge stacks, like belching out smoke as well as the, the Halfling kind of leads this kind of montage mixed bag of of, of, of individuals into that kind of uh, more like light industrial area of the Harbors Ward. Um, but give me a perception check as you're. Wandering, and Spot, give me one as well.
3: Alright, one
2: second, because... Oof, harsh uh, uh, Honest question, can I use my passive on this? Just my passive
0: is kind of ridiculous. No, passive won't work for this. So, Puck, what'd you get?
2: It
3: was a nat 2,
0: but nice. it's a 3. So
4: that's a 3.
0: <laughs> uh, nat 20 plus 9. 29. Well, oh, fuck. <laughs> as the halfling leads you into this specific area you begin to notice something spot a lot of these warehouses now look newly abandoned um their doors are open the detritus of whatever was once inside the city or inside these warehouses just kind of like you know like when a when a going out of business sale happens and there's empty racks and and wrappings and and things on the ground that look like people just left in a hurry. The warehouse district gives you that vibe spot like like almost as if something happened quickly, these warehouses were emptied. And for you spot one particular warehouse while it's empty, there are a couple familiar barrels inside of it that you remember from the ship outside of Thane's Reach. They have that similar kind of warning skull and crossbone. You could see the slimy seepage beginning to bulge at the edges of the barrel. And it's got a strange smell. Even though you could hear the forge is working up ahead, you, ahead of you, there's still like you're passing this open warehouse looking. And those two barrels are very triggering for you because you remember what happened. Back off the beach when those barrels plummeted into the salt water and those strange worm like creatures came out of them.
1: I'd like to rip the shit out of his
0: arm. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Spot. I'd like to point them out to Buck. Spock, you watch as Spot points over to a warehouse where these two rickety old barrels are. Um, but you recognize the look of them. They look a lot like those barrels that you guys saw on that one ship.
3: Yeah. Oof. Can we check to see if there is anything inside of them? (laughs) I mean, you know,
0: (laughs) casually. Somewhere a bard (laughs) just lost his wings.
1: I'm just saying. (laughs) When you guys were on the boat, you opened one of the barrels, and then what happened? <laughs> hey,
2: I wasn't part of that. I was stealing things.
0: <laughs> so, Buck, you wander over. Uh, give me investigation as you kind of start looking and then examining the barrels. All right. Uh,
2: while she's doing that, can I kind of pull the uh, t- the tabaxi to me? And just kind of, like, uh, I I, I want to just... Engage them in a uh, in conversation, but like you know, try to try to force like I this is important. I need
0: you to sober up for this. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check as you start as you start trying to <laughs> corral your tabaxi friends. Ooh, actually, that's not bad. Eighteen. Okay. It, All right. Jocelyn kind of looks at you and fine. Corks it, puts it in his bag, goes over to the other three tabaxi takes their hydro flasks away from them, corks them, and puts them in his bag and like hands them strange paper-wrapped meals. They're just wrapped in paper. And they just you know start just eating it voraciously. And he's like, all right, our new friend, we we we, we gotta stay solid. Be cool. All right. And he's like spending a few moments trying to get the rest of his crew under control okay
2: now is not I will answer any questions you have about this later I need all four of you to go find as much salt as you can I don't care how you get it give me uh, as much salt as you can and meet back here in 15
0: minutes can you do that I, I sure maybe uh, I mean sure yeah 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 we could do that
2: I'm just going to kind of turn to puck and just be like, "All right, let's kind of." Do we notice anyone else kind of moving in or out of the area, or is it just us uh, and the uh, the dome?
0: Um, I would say with your passive, it's it, this part is there are foot. Tra- there's foot traffic, like hurriedly going up over towards the forge works that are on the other side of the warehouse district, um, and there are cartloads of people taking things off to other sections of the island um hold on really quick let me restart my camera it's giving me some difficulties really quick i swear the the it gremlins when they come in full force they come in full force by the way welcome Mm -hmm. to session 43 everybody
1: 43
0: you can imagine that Session 43. I forgot to mention that earlier. So with that, um, you look around. Right now you feel like because there's so many abandoned warehouses here, no one's really taking a specific interest to you. They know you're there, but they just assume you're just part of the transition that's going on. And they don't really see you as a threat. But you watch as the four tabaxi start heading back towards... Um, the other side of the dock of the Harbor Ward to see if they could find any salt. So you lose track of them so that basically you and Puck are now at the entry point of the warehouse, staring at these barrels. Puck, what'd you get?
3: Another resounding math too, but it's plus four. So it's six. Six. (laughs) Um, Harsh day.
0: Yeah. As (laughs) as you're staring at these barrels and examining the writing, the condition that they're in, Spot comes up alongside you. So, spot everything that Puck has noticed, you're now noticing as well. They do look similar to the barrels that you remember seeing on that ship, but there's something about them that feels a little bit different, but you're not really sure what it is.
3: Can I just kind of tap on them or knock on them to see if I can sense if they're full?
0: Yeah, you, uh, you kind of lean over, you knock on the barrel. And There's definitely a fluid inside of it. Like, it feels like some kind of fluid is inside. But the one thing you remember from being on that ship was that the barrels, while similar in appearance, there's no sign of, like, any movement. And the lid is sealed with, like, a copper kind of um, uh, fashioned metal on the top to keep the lid secure into the interior of the barrel. So it's sealed a little bit differently. It feels like a barrel that's just full of liquid.
3: Can we maybe go back and can I just like shoot an arrow at it and see what happens?
0: I sure it wouldn't take that much that of an <laughs> effort. You like I'll ask you, you, I'll you ask back
3: if that's an advisable
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean you backpedal a little bit. You place the crossbow mm. bolt in you know in there and you just gotta you shoot at it. The bolt Sticks into it, and now there's like a gelatinous kind of liquid, like running from the little hole that you just made with the bolt just stuck into it.
3: Okay, it's a a sour
0: smell, too. It's like it's a real sour smell, like it's like maybe it's gone rotten.
3: Can I just throw something into it, like some uh, beef jerky or something, just to see if it's. (laughs) Interacts with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a small puddle of the sour, mucusy substance. You throw the piece of, you know, pocket uh, bacon into it, and it splashes into it, and nothing happens. It, oh. it seems different. It doesn't seem like the same substance. It's just packaged in a similar way.
3: Can I, do I have any vials or anything that I can maybe put a little bit of it into it?
0: Sure, give me a sleight of hand check.
3: Uh let's hope
0: not today. Don't you have an alchemy kit too?
3: Ooh, 20. I do. I do. Okay. I have um like a tinkerer's alchemy kit.
0: Yeah. Uh did you roll a natural 20?
3: Uh it's a 17 plus 3.
0: Okay, go ahead and give me another roll cuz you'll have advantage cuz you do have your tinkerer's alchemy kit as well. Ooh, okay. That's
3: 20. That's uh No, this one's a 12, so the dirty 20 is better.
0: Okay. You pop out one of your small potion vials. Uh, You go over to where the liquid is kind of um, seeping out of the crossbow bolt hole that you just popped into it. You put the vial underneath the liquid, and it drips um, into it. uh, And then you jam the cork into it. So you manage to collect um, an amount of maybe what would be equivalent to two doses of its use.
3: Hey, okay, uh, thought, any thoughts about this thing?
2: I don't want to mess with this at all. Um, <laughs> like, I'm fully, like, no, I, I was going to just encase the thing in as much salt as possible. If That doesn't work, set on fire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, after last time, that's the better idea. Um, Okay, I guess I can maybe try and study it a little bit um, in the alchemy kit, but I also do want to uh, get to the armor thing because I really need the new armor.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So you guys take a few moments in the warehouse. Uh, Zenith, what are you and Winter doing at this point?
4: Um, you know, we've gone through all the books. I think we I think my understanding is people will head back to the temple when they're done with stuff. So I think I might... Stick there. I'd like to scry on Sibo because I don't know if I've actually done that since we got back. See if I can find her. Okay. Um, and maybe look at the book that the High Prefect gave me.
0: Okay. Uh, Winter follows you back to the temple. You uh, find you and Winter de- kind of head back to the chambers that you guys have been given to use um, for the moment by the High Prefect, um, and you. Winter kind of like wanders off to the common room to kind of like um, read through some of the notes that you guys have gathered to try to see if she could figure out some interesting information in those regards. You kind of drift off towards your private chamber and decide to try to scry on Sibo As you do the effect, as you do the spell consuming the properties of the spell per normal, you find yourself drifting into your ability to travel through your mind's eye. This is actually quite hopeful because if she was dead or not on this plane, you would have the feeling of a lack of connection as well as the spell being consumed with no connection. Mm -hmm. And your mind's eye now drifts and drifts and continues to drift until it's out over the middle of the ocean. Uh, Give me a survival check as you try to gauge how long your scry traveled into the ocean. Okay.
4: That's a 21.
0: Nice. Quite far, but quickly. Um, as the nature of the spell, you're not limited to travel. It's just the feeling of a, of a long amount of, like, ocean passing underneath you so quickly. You get the feeling that you're deep out into the Lysidian Sea. Very deep out in the Lysidian Sea. And then your, hov- your eye hovers over what looks to be an island of sorts. And your eye begins to drift down towards it. And that's when you realize it's not just an island. It's a two square mile shell. Surface of a shell. You can see strange kind of pearlescent and coral reef structures that look to be buildings but not in the formal context they're their their dwellings and their ha- they're habitats that people are using and scaling all over the 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 habitat you could see the merfolk of various origins and uh, luminescence and, and and kind of physicality there's sense of organization to this meanwhile at the very front of the island you can see the huge monolithic head of the dragon turtle you then watch as huge waves kind of drift up and away as the the thing submerges goes underwater and then your eye begins to follow underwater you can feel the membrane of water as it absorbs your scry effect And now underwater, your mind's eye is beginning to follow the contrails, the the bubble contrails of this massive creature, just flourishing and diving ever deeper. But you catch up to it. The eye then passes into a three-story coral structure. But it has temperate control within the structure. So once again, you feel your mind's eye pass through a barrier of oxygen as you're now in a dry chamber. And within this chamber of the in- like <clears throat> the interior of the structure looks like the inside of an oyster shell. You know, it has all those kind of like rainbow shiny colors of what an oyster shell would look like from the inside. And then mounted in a circular fashion around its base are individual holding cells. Built of old rusted iron. And sure enough, you see a familiar sailor in one of the cells from the one that had been taken um, from previous. He's alive. You, you see Sibo in one of the cells, and you see her dampier companion in one of the cells as well. There are other cells occupied by other individuals. And just as you kind of take all that in from below, almost as if letting it happen, you see Sibo's face look up. And while she looks like she could use some sleep, looking up at your scrying eye, looking down at her, she just kind of winks up at you and then just kind of mouths, I'm okay, don't worry. Tell the others. And then you feel the scribe, kind of like pull you back as the spell fades and you just, your eyes watery, you kind of open them as you're back inside your bedchamber back in the dormitory that was given to you by the prefect.
4: That's bizarre. That does not make any sense. Um, all right, that's encouraging though. She's still alive. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry guys, I'm getting a call. I need to pick this up real quick. Go for it. So
0: Earthen, you wrap up your little investigation of the vault, the conversation with the Harper, and you're now coming down the bridge and get your way down out of the copper takers and the copper keepers. Uh, guild complex that they've built up into the tree Um, and you're back in amongst the rope bridges and platforms of the academies that they would use to practice and study and teach people certain acumens of, uh, of what they would work on within the complex. So you're still high up in the jungle canopy of the place but you've come out of that area. And you just wrapped up your conversation with
1: um i pull up my notes. Andrew I I really fudged writing his last name, so I couldn't tell you what it is, but it was Andrew <laughs> something. It starts with a K. Kev Kev Kevker Kev kev, kev something like that. I uh, really scribbled the <laughs> name.
0: Yeah, Andrew Kev uh, Andrew Kivke. Goes by the name Oh, I'm sorry, Karzon. Andrew Karzan. That was the last conversation we have. I really
1: punched that (laughs) last man.
0: But now you're out of the complex. Where would you like to go? Um, Oh, you had also learned from the captain and Andrew that they're expecting the arrival of Caleb, Jester, and Ford um, mm -hmm. to make some inquiries into the challenges that they're having to get
1: into the vault itself. Right. Um. uh can I look around uh, and see? I right, so uh, like wandering down as we we're coming down out of the out of the 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 main uh, uh area of uh, of the leadership of the copper makers and takers. I was gonna look around and see if I see what would be possibly um dormitory. Assuming these guys are not gonna be staying among. Uh, The lower levels, Uh, but looking around for what where maybe uh, living quarters, because I'm going I want to I'm starting to kind of see if I could figure out where um, uh, what's his face? I forgot his name now. Uh, Gribbles and those guys may have resided and maybe their homes might have some clues as to what is in that box, because we have books that they wrote. I mean, we have notes that they passed uh, that we found on other the crashed ships and things. And so, um, I want to look around and see if I can get a a bead on something, uh, that looks like it could be one of the even
0: Really. You don't need to really look all that hard or far. Um, there's a couple dormitory type structures, um, that look to be places that they would have lived or resided in. Um, Mm -hmm. so you kind of head over in that direction and, um, looking at them, they look abandoned. The doors are open. There's detritus on the floor and detritus out front of the building. Like, uh, But in the sense that it feels like that people were found here and then kind of hauled away is the vibe you get. Because there's still a lot of stuff here. There's still a lot of while well, the doors are open and there's obvious signs that people were kind of brought out of this place. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know, there's still a lot of gear and uh,
1: items here. Okay, uh, so uh, I, I'll make my – there no sign that – like, no guards or anyone around?
0: Um, give me a perception check as you look around.
1: Yeah. That's uh, 24.
0: Okay. There's a small patrol of guards um, <coughs> that are just kind of wandering the complex itself. Um, so, so they're within the building? They're within the complex. Like, the complex itself is a series of different buildings. Uh, The council chamber that they used, these dormitories, they're on different levels. There's definitely a presence of guards, but at one point they just kind of, they're so far away, they look in your general direction, almost as if they're looking past you, and then just kind of go on their normal patrol route. So there's definitely a guard presence, but they don't seem to be particularly concerned with the area that you're in
1: okay uh, given my general distrustful nature of everything uh, I'm trying to be a little stealthy about it I don't want I'm not gonna go waltzing into the thing you know uh, you mean noticeable sure uh, and my clothes give me advantage on that right they do well I'm glad they did because I rolled a five with one but an 18 with the other so that's a 22
0: 22. So as you enter the main dormitory <coughs> and you get through the doorway into the hallway, there are at least dozen other doors that are open. But at the end of the hallway, there's a door that's partially closed. It's not completely closed, but partial. Um, and as you kind of get deeper into the hallway, looking into different rooms, you can tell that these are rooms that were probably being used by the gnomes that were kind of keeping yeah. things under control. Um, not necessarily the higher-ups, but officers' quarters, um, mm-hmm. people that were kind of keeping in control and, and, and keeping people from entering this space and up into this area. Kind of like what Puck ran into um, the guards initially that were posted to kind of you know keep people out who weren't allowed to come in. But at the end of the hallway... Um, it, it just says Captain Masterson on the door um, and the door is partially open. You get the feeling that this might be the gnome who was in charge of the dormitories at this point. Um, you open the door and while everything else in this building looks to be tossed, turned in kind of like a frantic pace of searching or things being kind of tossed away, this room's immaculate. It hasn't been touched, as far as you could tell. You could see um, a desk with a chair, and lots of neatly stacked books and papers on it. You could see a bed that's been made. Um, there's some bookcases, um, signs of of, of of a of a quarters or a a place that a captain would stay in of sorts. Okay. The thing that's uh, interesting is in the middle of the floor is a fresh congealed pool of blood in the middle of the floor.
1: Okay. Um. I have, like, a side note first. If I cast uh, Detect Magic right now, can I, like, can I assume a ritual to keep it up for the purposes of investigation in the end? Okay. So I'll, I'll burn a spell slot to actually cast it right now. And then for as long as I'm investigating, I just want to keep it up. uh, Sure. As kind of an awareness.
0: Um, um, Through your journey through the hallway and with the bubble of detect magic up pulsing into the different rooms, it doesn't really pick anything up, but when you get to Masterson's room on the far wall, there's a painting, and the painting is giving off illusionary magic.
1: Hmm. Uh, so there's blood on the floor, and there's the painting. Uh, the blood on the floor is just a pool. Like, uh, it's not. I'm, it's not go. It's not dripping any. It's not going anywhere. Um, give me a
0: medicine check as you examine it. Not not
1: great. So uh, that's a
0: five. Five, as far as you can tell, it, it's <clears throat> like a spot that somebody had died on the floor, and this
1: was the pool of blood left behind. Is what it feels like. Okay. Um, I want to look up from the spot. Just you know, like as I go to it, look straight up over it. Uh, if there's any signs of anything from above or anything or anything else.
0: Yeah, you stand uh, there for a moment and look up. Um, there's a rafter, and there's a hanging rope with blood on the loop end of the rope. You get the feeling that that they found Masterson dead in this room is the vibe that
1: you're picking up on. Okay um hmm hmm why why would he do that? um. Uh, I want to uh, in, uh, not investigate, uh, identi- try to see if I can identify the painting uh, just to, to see what what its purpose is, like actually casting Identify on it.
0: Okay. You kind of go over towards the painting and begin to like look at it. As you cast Identify on it, it is hiding something behind it. There's a small cubby behind the illusionary painting.
1: Almost like okay, a does it secret,
0: grant me... almost like a little secret compartment.
1: Okay, does it grant me any like um, any sense that there's a trap on the painting at all, or it's just- Give me an investigation check a, as you- An actual, it's an actual illusion, yeah.
0: Yeah, give me an investigation check as you- Yep.
1: Gosh, another not great roll. That's a 12.
0: I mean, as far as you can tell, the painting looks to be a a, looks designed to create a false cover over the cubby. Like anyone walking in without the ability to detect magic would just see a painting and not think anything of it. In fact, you shift the painting slightly and there's nothing behind it. But then as you push your hand into the wall, it disappears into the cubby hole beyond. Um, And you could feel a book and a key.
1: Okay, well, um, those are coming out. Uh, pull them out. I'll pull them out and start taking a look at them. See what we got. It
0: is a silver plated key in the shape of a hand holding a clock at its end, with the key section almost like looking like um, these strange kind of like square configurations. The book is. A operator's manual for something called the Hand of Fate.
1: Well well, well. The hand of fate. What do we have here? Uh, uh, I'm going to start thumbing through, or I'll, I'll at least pop uh, over to the content and try to thumb through and see if I can get a, a context of where this might be taking me now. Do you read Nomish? Uh, I can comprehend language. Okay. Um. If, uh, if you... I, 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 don't remember if I have Gnomish. Uh, real quick. I don't think I do, though. I it think normally podcasts uh, things I for you. Yep. <laughs> for Gnomish. For <laughs> okay. Gnomish, Yeah. I've got Common and Elvish. Yeah. So I'll. Uh, yeah. I'll. Uh, comprehend languages. Okay. Um. It's an operator's. Oh, manual. I have all the stops with this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's an operator's
0: manual for a machine that they've constructed called the hand of fate. The illustration on the inside um, is this uh, 20 foot tall mechanical hand with an hourglass inside of it with some kind of liquid gelatin inside the hourglass. Um, And it goes on to describe um, it is described as a fail safe device in case they lose control of the island. That doesn't sound good. and the key is designed to initiate its operation, but in order to protect its operation after the finding of it, once it's op- like once it's actualized and initiated, mm-hmm. it requires a complex kind of puzzle to undo its operation, but it doesn't give you much detail of the puzzle. It's almost like written in a fashion of someone else has a book that turns it off. This guy had the book that turns it on.
1: Well, Masterson, what were you hiding? Uh, 20 foot tall. All right, I'm gonna, gonna, uh, rather than walk, I'm going to like pop the window and activate my ring and fly out the door. Okay. and try to go to, like, the next dormitory. Or I just okay. try to pop in each dormitory, and, and and if if all of them have a similar room like this one, right. I'm looking for whatever they might have left behind.
0: So as you're doing that, Puck, go ahead and give me a intelligence check as you begin to put together a test for the substance. Using your kit... So you have advantage on this.
3: Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, 23 is the highest.
1: Mm. It's really good.
0: Hey. Um, now go ahead and give me a wisdom check with advantage because <laughs> you are using the kit to see what the, see what the, sup- see what the substance is. Uh, 17. 17. The substance is a enzyme. It seems to be a nutrition enzyme, uh, designed and fabricated to keep those worm creatures alive. So these barrels seem to be filled with the remains of whatever chemical concoction they were using as a means to packaging the worm creatures. Um, but probably it's it's not a complete solution. So this is one of many things that they were probably using to create the substance they kept the creatures in. Um, However, you can also give me a nature check with advantage to see if you can identify the creature that produces this enzyme. Dan?
3: 26.
0: It is made up of the bile of a purple worm's stomach. The it's bile. an enzyme of a purple worm's stomach, is what it is.
3: Huh. Do I know anything about purple worms?
0: You know that they're huge, they're deadly. Um, if they don't crush you, they'll put a, a poisonous barb in you that will get you killed within seconds with the huge amounts of venom they produce. Um, they're very, very rare creatures in normal circumstances. The fact that they've found enough to produce this enzyme tells you at some point they were keeping one captive and hmm. harvesting the enzyme from it.
3: Well, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> um, I guess we will continue on our way, um or are we still next to the barrel or? Oh yeah.
0: You're you've been kind of waiting for the other tabaxi to get back. The halfling has been kind of patiently watching you do your uh, little alchemy detection kit. And it took you about 15, 20 minutes to go through all the, the analysis of the kit to pick up on the fact that it's purple worm enzyme. Um, Meanwhile, you know, uh, eventually the tabaxi come back, you watch the spot kind of guides them over to the barrels and they, just start dumping huge amounts of salt onto the barrel. They just rip open the canvas bags and they turn over the bags and begin pouring it all over the both of these two remaining barrels. Um, and within about five, 10 minutes, they've emptied the few hundred pounds of salt that they brought back and it is now neutralizing the enzyme.
3: Oh, good. Okay. So salt is still a weakness for it. Um, Feels like it. That's honestly, that's really good to know before it happens. Before anything bad happens, um, uh, Spot, Do you think we should just maybe try and hide our little experiment here? So if anybody passes by, they don't, you know, assume that somebody is onto them. And then yeah, even- I like
2: that. I like <laughs>
3: that idea. Nice. Then, then we need to choose between, I guess, investigating further here or getting her armor, which mine is class 13, and I've died once, <laughs> but that's fine.
2: Hey, um, come, 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 come with me for a second. Um, I, I basically just want to get out of the earshot of the tabaxi.
0: And as you do that, the other tabaxi starts scrounging around for tarpaulins and other things to kind of like hide the barrels from plain sight. Um, and then you can hear them shut the heavy war- warehouse doors as you and Puck get further away from the warehouse to have your own conversation.
2: I was gonna be like, okay, I think you're right, but here's my thing: I don't need anything. Um, I, I'm good on armor. I'm good on weapons. I'm not really looking for anything for myself here. But my my friends here do need do need that stuff. I can stay here and investigate. You know, I'm, I'm sneaky I'm clever and, I don't know, um, ever since uh, all the, that went down, I just... I feel kind of peaceful. Like, uh, you know, I, like there's... Like, nothing really bad is going to happen to me unless I do something first. So,
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll sit out
2: here and... Famous last
0: out. words.
2: <laughs> Sanctuary, motherfuckers. But, um, <laughs> but so. I'm going to, uh, push, uh, sorry, I'm going to put, like, 25 platinum into, uh, Puck's hands. Yeah, I, I have a top. <laughs> it's like, get them whatever they, it's like, you know, get them whatever they want. Don't let them steal things. I have a feeling that could end really, really badly for us right now, so.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was really excited to do a shopping montage with you,
2: but another time. I, by all means, if you find, like, a cool weapon a that you think part, I like, uh, I'm not going to stalk you, but, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I feel like this is the better use of our time
1: right now.
3: No, that's... Honestly, you've become a very wise kitty. That makes a lot of sense. Um, here, and I give them uh, uh, my coin drake in case Aww. things really do get worse. Um, I hope you two get along.
0: Aww. You watch as the coin drake comes out as lunch kind of perches up on Spot's shoulder. and um, hey, buddy. I, I, hey, hey. Uh, don't worry, Puck. I'll keep an eye on him. I'll keep him out of trouble. Kind of like flourishes his wings and just kind of settles on the spot's shoulder. Um, you hear the halfling? Ah, Puck. I, I, can we get going? It, it, we're burning daylight here. If you want to, if you want to get some armor.
3: Uh, okay, we're coming. Okay, uh, I'll see you soon. Stay
2: safe. Hey, hey, guys. Um, I need to check out some stuff in here. But pup's good for this. Like any problem, it's like you know, do what she says. Uh, I I didn't catch your name, little halfling dude. But like, I'm sure he's cool too. Um, I'll I'll rejoin you guys as soon as I possibly can. But uh, I need to kind of look around and make sure, you know, like, Jocelyn, don't don't let them do anything particularly <laughs> stupid,
0: please, please. Uh, sure. I I mean, uh, that that's okay. And the tabaxi kind of look at Spot strangely, and and kind of following Puck, you catch up to the halfling that's now leading you through the warehouse district and towards the armors, um, coming out into the where the armors are all set up, where the forges are. It kind of makes sense as there's big piles of slag and um, uh, coal and like the different. Things that they need, so you get the feeling that the ships come in, offload everything, it gets carted over here to the warehouses. The warehouses disperse the things that the forges need, and this feels like a kind of like a large, uh, kind of like uh, manufacturing area on the docks by the warehouse. And it kind of makes sense, you can see all the different forges, and the halfling kind of leads you and the other tabaxi over to one particular forge. That is both a shop, a smithy, and like an actively working. In fact, it's very busy with uh, three other dwarfs, kind of working and hammering away. You could hear the um, the constant, like you know, banging of the equipment. Um, the halfling kind of yells out to one of the dwarves that you see. You can see that their left arm is horrifically like mangled and scarred. Um, You can see that a patch of their hair is gone. You can see um, like a a burn scar that covers a good portion of the left side of their face. Um, And this very kind of like burly dwarf looks up from his work to see the halfling. Hey, (laughs) you had a brought me customers, I see. Uh, One moment. And he kind of like finishes up his work, takes off his huge uh, gloves and his leather apron and sets it down. Um, the halfling kind of leans over to you, Puck, and goes, um, uh, "His name's uh, Gilford. He, he's a good guy, uh, but uh, you know he's had a hard life. Um, but anyways, hey, Gilford, how are you? Hey, good to see. You. Oh, you brought a gnome, and you brought some tabaxi to my to my shop. Great." Let me go and lock everything up before they wander my shop. Uh, Jocelyn's like, no, it's we've, we've got money. It's OK. Oh, even better yet, to tabaxi with money. I'm sure they're about to make some good decisions. Well, keep your sticky mitts off my stuff. Feel free to look around. If something interests you, let one of my folk know, and they'll, they'll help you with what you need. <laughs> Great, great. Oh, so, little Gnome, what could I do for you? You've you've got a, an interest in your face for something?
3: I do. I would like uh, to improve my armor and also to Aye. get an armor for my little cat here. And I point to... Oh!
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's not really a little cat now, is it? That's quite a large cat, actually. You know that's a tiger.
3: Um... Yeah, I'm familiar, but you know,
0: okay, and you know, they <laughs> eat people.
3: This I mean, the two of them come up ask, with some yeah. sort of
0: agreement that that he doesn't eat people. Is there,
3: uh... uh, he eats people when I tell him to, but
0: oh, well, see, that's I... not the least bit terrifying at yeah. all. Um, uh, well, well, he sits still for measurements. Can I yes. take okay. <laughs> Good. He goes over to get some marked rope and string, and he starts very carefully measuring the kind of girth and physique of of, of Punch, and then he looks at you and goes, "So, uh, are you limited to what kind of armor you could wear?"
3: I would appreciate something that I can still move in, but something that would keep me safer than this one. Let's say.
0: Hey, um, he looks you up and down. Well. I've got some pieces here you might be interested in. Um, They're made from eel skin, which gives it a particular toughness and would give you some resistance to lightning as well. Quite nice stuff, actually. I also have uh, some armor made from cured T-Rex skin as well. Um, designed specifically to give you flexibility and durability at the same time, with some other enchantments placed upon them. Um, I, also, uh, I also have some uh, uh, some leather armor. While the leather is particularly good and well cured, um, I, I would say that the, the the metal studs that they put in the armor have a Bit of enchantment and understanding to their use as well, uh, giving you some resistances and some extra defense and reinforcement into the leather workings of the armor as well. It really depends on what you are specifically looking for or what you may have to deal with later on as well.
3: Well, I'm going to be at sea for quite some time. So I have to admit the T-Rex armor has piqued my uh, interest.
0: Hey, well, as you know, it's a, it's a Harbrecht design with kind of a, um, kind of like a short-legged, I mean, I, I designed it oddly enough for some of the uh, Gnome captains and master sergeants from up above, um, so that it might fit you. Um, you watch as he walks over to an iron box. He lifts the heavy lid and pulls out this really resplendent and, and well-made armor. Um, and he comes over and kind of lines it up to you. And hey, it's a it might need to be uh, fitted a little bit more efficiently, but it, it it looks like it might, you know, it might fit you if you're interested.
3: Um, Well, I try my best to keep an even face so I do not lose all bargaining
0: rights.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, yeah, if it seems like a good fit.
0: So you kind of like, he kind of takes off your old armor and you just have your tunic and your leggings underneath and begins to help fit it on you. And it's a little loose in some spots, but he's winding the leather like in and out of some of the loopholes and kind of tucks it in and um, it's funny because as you wear it it doesn't feel heavy at all like it feels very light like incredibly light um, and he goes ah dah. and he kind of like stands you off to the side brings over a very kind of like crude standing mirror to show it to you and um, it's very well done very well crafted um, so it's the halbrick of the lizard is what it's called um, it requires attunement. Um, it is plus two to protection, so you get a plus two armor class bonus. It's also resistant to all forms of melee damage. So whether it's piercing, slashing, force... Uh, sorry, force... Sorry, bludgeoning. So bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. So it's resistant to all the melee forms of of, of combat. Um, however, it's considered lightweight, so it does not add any kind of restriction to your movement. In fact, um, its design gives you an extra 10 feet of movement as well, because it's actually lighter than your previous armor. It's almost like you're wearing soft tunic um, armor. It doesn't even feel. but yet when you like pull out your dagger and you kind of scratch it across the armor doesn't even leave a blemish just kind of bumps and pushes the dagger away as you try to find a a weakness into that armor
3: amazing well first and foremost my face i try to keep it you know very very calm but inside (laughs) in my brain there is that like um sassy shopping montage music yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, uh,
3: (laughs)
0: And whenever I- you use that word, all I think about is Team America montage. <laughs> <laughs> you need a montage. <laughs> <really> do, <laughs> um, uh,
3: yeah, no, I think that might be a good fit. We're also buying for um these. They're my friend's friend. Uh, he looks and- over at
0: the tabaxi all trying on bits of leather armor, um, trying out some of the weapons that he had for sale up on the wall. Um, you know, they're kind of a couple of them have put on pieces of armor and now are kind of dueling with each other, like yeah. experimenting with the weapons and the armor. The dwarves are kind of like, oh, No, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. It's a pay for it. You know, they're trying to keep the tabaxi kind of wrangled. Um, and uh, Gelford kind of looks, Oh, yeah, I suppose we could strike a bargain for the lot. Um, so. I would be remiss if I didn't admit to recognizing who you are.
3: I'm so sorry. The internet's kind of blipped off. Uh,
0: I would be remiss if I didn't admit to the fact that I recognize who you are. You do. Aye. Your names of you and your friends have traveled the city. In fact, some of my connections with the Underdwell... I've spoken with them about you and your friends. I would be comfortable giving this armor as a gift to you.
3: I am beyond words. That is.
0: But those fucking bastards over there, you have to fucking pay for. Uh, Completely understand, honestly. (laughs) Yes. And if they're going to travel with you, I might recommend, you know, a big ball of yarn thrown in front of them for long periods of time might be beneficial to a trip.
3: Honestly, if you're selling yarn, I'm buying.
0: Oh, I, I, I wish it was. Uh, it, it was just a way for me to explain the awkwardness of this situation. I, it's not that I don't like the but they're kind of known for their sticky fingers and their short memories, so to speak.
2: You
3: know, stereotyping is wrong, but sometimes. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I,
0: <laughs> I, I try not to do it, but like for example, you're a gnome, but we've been living under the the thumb of gnomish leaders for so long. But who am I to say one way or other about you know where we all come from? Uh, but anyways, that's fine. Um, let's say, let's see they're wearing new armor. They've got new weapons. Ah. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's call it uh, 150 gold uh, and, and we're good. Uh,
3: um,
0: that's got to be 10, 15 platinum if you got it.
3: 15. Yeah, I think I do.
0: Well, yeah, Spot gave you 25.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty <I'm laughs> <really> cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, you like this giant purse full of coins, and you're like,
3: here you go <laughs> so actually since you've given me this I would like to kind of add on the patronage and see if I can get something for my friends um do you have anything you'd recommend for travelers on the on the high seas at this time
0: Well, I'm not much for what for being on a boat if I don't have to be on a boat but uh I I, I don't really sell nautical gear or nautical equipment. Uh, I, I, I deal in minor weapons and, and, and armor for those that need it. Um, however, I got a friend on the other side of the harbors ward. That's what he, excuse me, that's what she specializes in. Her name is Lilith. Um, maybe she has things like that, but unfortunately, I don't carry such things. Oh,
3: Sorry, wait, Lilith is the shop I was just in, or is it another one?
0: Uh, it's a different one.
3: It's a different one. Okay, good. More shopping. Because um,
0: <laughs> well, you were up in the Sky Market, and then they sent you down here with the, with your halfling friend who found the Guilfor Ar- Armorsmith, and now he's saying on the other side of the Harbors' Ward, there's um, a friend that he refers to as Lilith um, that may have what you're looking for.
3: Amazing. Um, and for my Tabaxi friend who couldn't be here... Um, any weapon you think a Tabaxi would enjoy?
0: Well, uh, to be to be honest, most Tabaxi are unregistered weapons to begin with. Um, I, I, what is his specialty? Does he like straight up fight, or does he run and hide and then fight? Does he drop from the ceiling and like slit your throat? I mean, what is it that he kind of that the fashion of what they do?
3: I would say their speciality is jumping at things that are still moving and then just, you know, killing them whatever way they can.
0: Well, uh, I don't have anything specific that that they might find interesting. But I do have this really cool device that I've used from time to time to kind of keep some of my own tabaxi friends in line. It's a little wand with a little red crystal on the end of it. And you can shine it. Towards, make a little red dot in front of it with the crystal wand, and if you move it quickly, you can hold their attention for up to an hour.
3: That is genius. Honestly, yeah, I, I sell a lot of these. <laughs> I don't know if you've. I mean, know most people face. use
0: them for like that, horses and and the kitty cats and other things. But you know, since you've got to deal with that, and you you watch as the four tobacco come walking towards you. And they've mismatched all their armor, but you know they've got cutlasses in their belts. They're, you know, they, they they're armored up and they've got fresh new weapons and fresh new backpacks filled with like arrows and bolts. They've picked up a couple crossbows, and you know, per spot's guidance, I mean, they're armed to the teeth at this point. They've they've built out a kit.
3: Honestly, I don't know if you've heard of something called Shark Tank, but this could do numbers. <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> Shock Tank. I, is that a tavern over on the other side or something? Sounds like it'd be a cool name for a tavern.
3: Yeah, no, it's a place in Nicondramus where people uh, pitch ideas for businesses and inventions. If oh, you're and that sounds
0: scenario. interesting. I'll have to check that out the next time I'm in Nicodramus. You said it's called Shock Tank.
3: Yeah, yeah, oh, strange gosh. name.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just think of a fish inside of a. Big old glass. What? It's fine. I understand your point. <laughs> oh, no. It's good. It's, it's all fine.
3: No, it's it's, um, it's amazing. So, um, well. I
0: enjoy your armor. I, I, you know, I'll be here if you need me.
3: Uh, thanks. One more question. Of course. I've hear I've heard some issues with um, pirates in this area. Do you know of anything? We just we just don't want to get into any trouble while we, while we're leaving. Pirates. Ah, There's some rumors.
0: Like what kind of rumors are you hearing?
3: Earlier today, in one of the shops, somebody kind of talked about seeing some maybe less than savory folk uh, moving around. Kind of strange... um, Strange, I guess, vials or... um, Uh... I guess, I don't know. They said they were moving something around. It's not a big deal. We just don't want to get into any trouble while while we're leaving.
0: Uh, Give me a persuasion check with advantage because he's, you know, you're on his friendly side.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks for laughing.
2: It was (laughs) a good
3: (laughs) one.
0: (laughs) Poor Earth and going robotic. What'd you get, Puck?
3: Five
0: and a one. Five and a one. Man, beyond taketh and beyond giveth. Um, well, it's just so bizarre because you had those back-to-back good rolls, and then it's like uh-huh. right back to square one. He um, just kind of – but, I, you know, other than some of the strange things that have been going on around here in general, um, I would imagine if there's any nefarious individuals doing anything that they – would not be interested in getting, uh, you know, into the, dealing with the Wasserheim organization that's kind of taken over. I, I wouldn't worry too much about those rumors. I'm I'm sure that's just a remnants of concern under our old leadership, I guess you, should, you might say.
3: You know, makes sense. I won't think about it too much. Thank you again.
0: Oh, well, of course, of course. Well, thank you for... Uh, From what I understand, uh, those in the Underdwelt owe their freedom to you and your friends as well. I just hope our new Vasselheim caretakers are as good as they say they are when it comes to equality of the people.
3: Yes, you know what? If you ever need to reach out to us if something happened, because I do trust that you have the best interest of this place at heart, Please go to, and I, I give him the information of um, the woman from the temple who can okay. connect with Xanaf.
0: Prefect and, and yeah. the location and, and all that. Okay. He kind of like um, with a little charcoal pencil, kind of writes it all down and folds it up and drop it into a drawer. And he goes, well, uh, thank you for your consult. I, uh, I'll keep it in consideration.
3: Uh, thank you. And thank you for making my cat look awesome.
0: Uh, Yeah, 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 they may want to come by tomorrow to to pick it up. Um, It should be ready then.
3: Amazing. I'll see you then.
0: Good. Thank you. Uh, Don't forget to take your friends with you as well.
3: (laughs) Pulling them
4: out by the tail.
0: Yeah, Uh, The halfling goes, well, uh, I'm going to hang out here with Gelfor for a bit and put in some orders and some other things. Really good meeting you, Puck. Really good meeting you. Um, don't forget to enjoy yourself while you're here. You know, if you're if you're gonna be at the Red Eye Casino or some of the other things that they got going on, um, you can look for me. You never know, you might find me over there.
3: Hell yeah, we'll be back to drink some more alcohol.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay, I'll see you. And he got kind of like turns and as you and the tobacco so head back in the direction where you left Spot. Um, Spot, go ahead and give me investigation for starters. As you begin to wander the warehouses. And look at the remains of the debris and other areas of the warehousing (laughs) nearby. Not so
2: good. Just a nine.
0: A nine? The place is pretty picked over. Whoever was here left in a hurry. Um, Go ahead and give me a survival check as well.
2: (laughs) It's almost like these are in hypothetical order.
0: Uh, 18, 18. I say that all the time in my other games
1: I do
2: that every day at work just trying to find a different manufacturer it's like my
0: god it's in alphabetical order where's this W in my list that's so funny um, what'd you get again? I was laughing so hard 18, 18, 18. 18. 18. Um, some of the alleyways in between the different warehouses are very heavily rutted And the cobblestones are kind of like um, pushed up almost as if very heavy wagons were brought through some of these alleyways. And so you kind of giving up on the warehouses, giving up any information, you kind of find yourself wandering the nearby alleyways in between the warehouses and you drift in and out of them. And sure enough, you get amongst some buildings and alleyways where about a dozen heavy carts have been abandoned. Uh just kind of like off it, like ones on its side, another ones are you know they're kind of butted up against each other. Um almost as if a whole lot of equipment or something was piled into them. They were brought here. And then you could see that there are a lot of signs of foot traffic and like all this equipment was carried down into the harbor itself like down towards where the docks would be um you get the feeling that this was an area that was just like as soon as Vasselheim began to arrive they gathered up a whole bunch of equipment headed down towards the docks and then took off um go ahead and give me another investigation check as you examine the area that the carts are in and, and looking at the carts Yeah uh, just 12
2: 12 actually um I actually have an inspiration. Let me burn that real fast. I want to say go for it. Huh? Go for it. Me, so I got a twelve, and
0: let's see what this D eight gives me. Uh, just a two. Yeah, so fourteen. is still pretty good. I mean, there are bits and bobs and remnants of containers and jars and stuff that were piled in here. Um, you do come across some residual enzyme. Um, liquid that was in those other two barrels. You get the feeling that these carts might have been transporting a bunch of that. Um, but probably the one thing you find interesting is a leather messenger bag that's hanging off one of the carts. You like flip open the flap and look in. Um, there's some parchment papers inside there. But as you look at the papers, they're gibberish. They're like it doesn't make any sense. At first, you were thinking maybe thieves can't, but it's not. It's some kind of um, either encrypted message or some kind of use of a language you don't recognize. Um, but it's documentation that might be linked to these carts. You're just not entirely sure how. Right. I'm definitely going to take that. Um, I kind of feel
2: like the, uh, well, I don't really have a, a reason to take the satchel itself unless it's just like a book of documents, So I'm just going to kind of fold them up and tuck them in my sleeve.
0: Okay. You bind them up and jam them into your sleeve as you take those. Um, you eventually wander out of the alleyways just in time to see Puck coming towards you with four very heavily armed and armored tabaxi as you guys kind of meet back up again. Xanith. Um, back in the post-scry effect.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go oh, ahead. I was just gonna say, I, it seems odd that Sibo hasn't, hasn't sent a, you know, hasn't cast sending to any of us, but I'll, having seen her try and cast sending and say, Sibo, you've gone been gone for days. How did you get on the turtle? Where are you going? You feel the spell activate, but it's almost like
0: you hit a barrier. Like you hit something that negates your ability to connect to her.
4: Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll give up on that. And uh, the other thing I had wanted to do is take a look at that book that I got from the high prefix.
0: Okay. Give me an investigation check as you begin to thumb through
4: the book. Okay, I'll use guidance. Twelve plus four, so investigation is plus one, so that's a seventeen. Seventeen. Um, the book
0: is the history of the religious understanding of Cord, as well as its relationship with the Don Father and Hell. This idea of the trifecta of, you know, the strength of Cord, the hope of the Father, and then the faith of Helm. And this kind of like, it's, it's all about these writings that occurred a very long time ago. And the author of the book is Jensen. Um, Jensen Strongheart. And that immediately rings true to you because one of the most famous paladins of Helm, was this author, this Jensen Strongheart, who is said to have traversed many of the different continents and areas of Alexandria, and then wrote this book that he calls the trifecta of faith and understanding of the greater good. Um, And it goes into a great deal of detail about how important it is that to the mind, body, and soul of the rule of three, the, the design of the strength of the will, the importance of the strength of hope, and then, of course, the importance of the strength of faith. And it's kind of reassuring that the prefect gave it to you because it's dated very old. And the prefect had described it as one of the older books that they had found when they had taken over the temple. And there is some written notes in the back of the book. It looks like recently somebody was using it for the purposes of study. And it seemed like they were trying to study what they call the first of the order of the faith keepers, a group of individuals that traveled Alexandria, sharing helm cord and the Don father's idea of, of their religious understanding. And you get the feeling this might predate the temple and perhaps she gave you this book because it's the oldest thing within the confines of the temple. Um, There's a lot of content in the book. Mm -hmm. So we'll say for the next hour, that's kind of like the information that you glean from it for the most part, you know. Um, But eventually you hear a soft knock on your door as you hear Winter's voice, Xanath? Everything okay?
4: I'll um, hide the book before I answer. Yep, yeah, everything's everything's fine. Oh. You hear any word from the others? Uh, not
0: yet. I'm, I'm hoping they'll be back soon. It's getting late. Um, oh, is there anything we should do? Anything you want to do? Um, feels strange that... You know, it's really weird when you're not r- trying to not die. Um, don't really know what to do with myself. Um kind of used to things trying to eat us, squash us, blow us up, infect us, scare us. It feels weird not feeling threatened. If that I don't know if that makes sense. I, I hope it makes sense.
4: I think for uh for Xanth, she's like so like. Focused on like, oh, there's this imminent threat. We need to get <laughs> yeah. out to prevent the apocalypse. That I'm like, it doesn't Xanth doesn't understand that at all. So yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> we're just like, yeah, totally, I, yeah. Whereas like, I'm just sure. Sure, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm gonna go head over to the Coral Finger and maybe get some drinks and something to eat. You wanna, you wanna go see if maybe the others might be over there?
4: Sure, I'll tag along. And I'll, okay. I'll shoot a message um, or I'll cast sending maybe to Puck and tell her we're headed to the Coral Finger. Okay. Um, and I'll send one to Earthen, too, because I've got yeah. the spots. Gotcha.
0: Let's take our five-minute break. And when we come back, we will do the second. I don't know where that hour and a half goes, man. Every time. <laughs> every time. why flies away. I know, right? So let's take our five-minute break. And when we come back, we'll do the second half.
2: All right.
0: we are back sort of <laughs>
1: <laughs> and one is back <laughs> i missed lawfully chaotic this week i was bummed out did we have one no uh-huh. i didn't think so yeah because yeah. i was
0: i was at disneyland Ooh! i originally thought brian was going to try to get the bearded gnome on or bearded nerd on yeah. to talk about uh, gen con because i know he went to gen con yep um and I thought that's what they were going to do, but I guess they
1: decided not to. Yeah, he canceled for one reason or another. But I did tell him, uh, I told him, like, you guys, you between the two of you, pick up uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and a, a live pray-through with the two of you guys and a couple of people would be a delight. <laughs> I think that would be lie. utterly
0: delightful <laughs> <laughs> a old men fart around i guess <laughs>
1: i mean there's so much just random stupid shit you can do on that game it's so fun <laughs>
0: yeah i've heard the like while the main quest is a certain number of hours yeah um that like thousands of hours of like side activity you could do oh yeah if you want. Yeah. which is very unusual you know for open world games these days for sure
1: well Larian, Larian as a studio made, made it a point to triple their studio size to make the right game instead of trimming everything down
2: right.
0: to
1: make the easy game. Right, right. And, I mean, it's like the interactions and everything you can have, it's pretty awesome. Well, it was in beta uh, for I, a long time, wasn't it? Uh-huh. I, I played it in early access. Uh, I played I played through early access, which is like the first arc of the story. Right. I played through that probably five times to completion, like everything I could find to do with it. And you can do it differently every time.
0: Gotcha. And the
1: bard, I mean, obviously I'm playing a bard in it, you know, but uh, of course. when you cast like, when you cast cutting <laughs> words, when you cast cutting words, he actually like makes uh, comments about whatever right. you're fighting. Right. You know, <laughs> or if, if it fails, he's like, my voice is dry, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. I'm like, this is, this is so good. So, I played, uh, there's another game uh, that's based on the 5e, like, core mechanics, but it had to invent a whole new world because licensing, uh, called Celeste, Crown of the Magister. I think Mm -hmm. they do, generally, I think that one's a better um, mechanical game than Baldur's Gate 3, but, Baldur's Gate 3 has so much of the story and everything else in it that it's easily disappeared again. Yeah,
0: a lot of but times, those the lore. Two really
1: merged to one. Oh.
0: A lot of times, the lore wins out. Like when, when yeah. the story is good and the lore is good, it tends to win out more often than most. Yep. So, Zaneth, you and Winter are heading over to the Coral Finger. You just sent a send over to Puck Puck. You hear Xanath mention, um, you can reply to her as she. Finishes sending that out to you?
3: Um, gonna finish shopping, be there soon. A whole bunch of tabaxis, and I'm keeping it vague on
2: purpose.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just lean over to Winter and, like, they got the tabaxi.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like. I feel
2: like
1: I I'm being murdered on purpose. It's actually part of the message too.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Winter goes, does that mean if it's a group of tabaxi, is that a litter of tabaxi? Or how does that work?
1: I think it's a murder of tabaxi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. So Earth, and as you fly out the window to be in to begin your investigation of the other dormitory, what are you looking for? What are you doing?
1: So That one was like the captain of the guard uh, or like of that kind of area. I'm looking for um, higher up that chain of command. Who would, who who would have the other pieces to this puzzle or the other, the other pieces to put this puzzle on the board and try to figure it out.
0: Right. Um, Give me an insight check as you begin to look around.
1: Uh, I'm going to burn a lucky point for that because I have lucky and there's not really anything else I'm going to use it for right now because that was a 2. It,
4: and oof. I'd rather get
1: better than a 2. Oh, uh, glad I... Okay, that was a nat 20 that time. So that lucky point was on purpose, right? Uh, and with my insight, that's a 31. 31. Yeah. So
0: as you begin to take in the entire complex, you can see the council chambers. You can see where the 30-foot-tall structure of the vault is off at the very top back portion. You can see the different dormitories. You can see the academy. You can see everything has been constructed with a great deal of care, but you're just not seeing any structures that looks like the personal kind of residents of what you would call the elite group, the ones that used to be in charge. And that's when you begin to realize that they were mostly – at Thane's Reach. That's where they resided. That's where they focused their efforts, their attention. And it feels like now to you, like this place was the facade. This was built as a front for their guild activity to maintain their wealth and their sense of involvement within the different guild and merchant classes. But those that were truly in charge we're at Thane's reach, and that's where they resided. Whatever they had, whatever they hid, whatever they were doing, went up with Thane's Reach Reach's Destruction at the same time. Because hmm. you're looking yeah. at the complex, and you see right. no sign of an obvious structure that would make sense. But with that high insight role it does beg the question, how were they getting from Thane's Reach to here so quick? Like, did they have an alternate form of transportation? Is there something that they were using? And that's when it strikes you, you look back in the direction of the vault, and sure enough, tucked away some 20 feet above the platform that the vault is on, you can see a two-story... Tower built into the canopy of trees. You didn't see it there before because you weren't up and looking at the complex. Mm-hmm. Now you can see it because it's so well buried back into the canopy of the jungle trees that there is a secondary tower purposely tucked away.
1: I'm going to start flying towards it. Uh, I'm flying intentionally it. to stay away. Like nobody's looking up. You know, they're all looking out.
0: That's fair. Um, You glide over. And that's when you realize there's no immediate access to the tower. Like, it's not built on a platform. It's built into the tree canopy itself. And as you get a little bit closer, you feel yourself pass through a barrier. And that's when you realize you've passed through the illusion of this spot that you were looking at. And... There is a 30-foot diameter stone platform that you're now hovering over. You can see out of the illusion as it's clearly being maintained. And there you see a teleportation circle built into the stone platform. You don't even ah. need to make an arcana check. You're like, oh, well, this makes sense. This is how they've been getting back and forth to Thane's Reach. Somewhere in Thane's Reach, there must have been a teleportation circle... And they've been using that to traverse between the two points. So while they worked here and did work here, they lived back at Thane's Reach. Uh,
1: I would like to investigate around the Circle area. If there's any remnants of just – I mean, if they were moving things back and forth, uh, there. if there's anything left or like – around the outside that wasn't able to be taken away because an explosion blew up everything else on the other
0: side. Right. Give me a survival check for starters.
1: Okay. That's 18 plus six, 24,
0: 24. There's a lot of foot traffic on the edge of the platform and it looks like it was within the last week or so right before Gnomework fell. So there's definitely some activity on the platform that looks suspicious to you. Um, now give me Arcana with advantage.
1: Okay, that's 14 plus seven, that's a 21.
0: You begin to examine the teleportation circle in a little bit more detail, and that's when you realize it's still active. And the only way for it to still be active is if it's connected to something on the other end. So whatever's on the other end of this teleportation circle, it's still active. It still exists. So if Mm -hmm. this was supposed to take them to Thane's Reach, wherever that location is may still be functioning down in the kind of like debris pile that is what Thane's Reach is now.
2: Mm Hmm.
1: So I have a side question about how teleportation circles work. Because if there's stuff on top of the circle there... Uh, so
0: On the platform, you make- could see all of the arconic sigils and writings that denote that it's a teleportation circle. Some mm-hmm. teleportation circles are interconnected throughout a network of teleportation circles. But mm-hmm. as you read the arconic writing and the way that this one's built, this one's designed to go only to one, like a single use of one direction. In other words, people can't arrive here unless they know about it from another point. If you're a nicodronus and you use the teleportation circle to identify this one, you don't see the Nicodronus signal that would allow that to happen. So this is definitely an isolated teleportation circle.
1: I mean, uh, so, but if the circle on the other end had stuff on top of it, it would be destroyed. Would, it wouldn't be functional. Okay, it would prevent it from. Okay, that's that was Correct. the question. Yeah. So, if I was to step through this, I'm not in danger of, uh, you know, the uh, what was that on uh, Star Trek when they got the the gray things floating through the stuff, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in danger of being yeah, disfigured I mean, on the other side. <laughs> you get the feeling that the only
0: way those signals would all still be active is if you were able to teleport to the teleportation circle. Okay. And right now those signals are all equally active. So it's connected to a functioning teleportation circle.
1: I've put the book and the key in my, in my haversack uh, okay. also. Um, I'm going to, I want to turn around and look uh, at the other, like outside or actually I am going to look and see if I can figure out what's What's generating the illusion here?
0: Um, You can give me investigation, or you can cast detect magic.
1: Uh, Okay. Um, Yeah, I'll go on and pop detect magic.
0: Okay. As you do, the teleportation circle gives off the magic as well. Um, In the center of the teleportation circle, you could see a round kind of... um, like a round stone that's slightly beveled into the platform and you could see like a blue illusionary light kind of beaming from it. That would be invisible to normal vision. But if you had to take magic up, you'd be able to see it. So as it's beaming upwards, you get the feeling that that's the source of the illusion.
1: Okay. It is greater illusion. Okay. Uh, so, I'm going to try and dispel that—the illusion.
0: Okay. Uh, what level?
1: Greater illusion. Uh, let's take it to let's take it to fifth level. Go ahead and give me a d20. Mm, I'm gonna burn another lucky point on that one. I don't <laughs> like that roll. <laughs> I'm glad I am glad I took that feat, right? <laughs> For a bard, it's almost like game. a it's almost
0: like a guarantee you gotta take that one. Right. Oh god, that wasn't that much better.
1: Uh that's an eleven.
0: Eleven? Total? Yeah. Is that including your spell
1: modifier? Uh no, didn't add my spell modifier. That spell modifier added uh so that's a uh, fifteen. 15. Um, Or,
0: well, spell attack or modifier, sorry. Spell modifier, I believe.
1: Okay, yeah, 15.
0: Um, You feel the dispel effect kind of kick off, and it fails to bring down the illusion.
1: I knew these guys were smart. Hmm. Okay. (sighs) Regroup. Got to get this. (sighs) Look at this again. Um, hmm. Hmm. Can I, uh, can I recognize any place names or any, any within the arcing, the, the teleportation circle, uh, or anything that would detail the place?
0: Um, it's definitely linked to Thane's reach. You pick up on the sigils that identify where the other teleportation circle would be. Um, other than that, whoever crafted this circle and the illusion knew what they were doing very, very much skilled in this particular type of magic that they used.
1: Okay. Um, I want to go fly out and find Andrew. uh, And uh, bring him here to see this. Okay.
0: You track him down over by the rope bridge. He's like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> um, why are you still here?
1: You might want to see this.
0: Okay. He kind of follows you back over towards the vault and he goes, yeah, it's the vault. I showed you that. Sure.
1: Uh, come on. You. I could be the asshole or we can actually keep going. And I'd like lead him around to the back. Uh, to where the, the illusion breaks Holy as we step sh- through. Shit. What the... F- what? How did you... Are you know? happy now?
0: How I did didn't you know this anything. was here? I, 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 I should go get the captain. No. He stops and why not?
1: I don't know what's on the other side of this yet. And... I... I don't know that what's on the other side will necessarily be beneficial uh, to what I want. What do you mean? These Rasselheim types they're all they're very religious and a lot of the shit that I've just been through is also very religious and I, and it, it it bothers me and I, I don't if we go walking through here, And, and there's just, um, anything like what I experienced in the last week. Um, I don't want them to be a part of it. Okay. Uh, so what do we do? I want to go through the other side of this circle. How do you know you can get back? I don't. How do you know you could go forward? It's still activated. And yeah, I'm going to point after, out... I mean, you know.
0: he looks at it and he goes, so you know how to... You have a teleportation spell? No. Oh. I don't. I think that's the only way you can activate a teleportation circle.
1: Hmm. But you know who might? Who? Have you seen? Have you seen Gribbles? The-
0: uh, yeah, he's still over at the council, um, hammering out details with uh, the Vasselheim folk.
1: Okay, so we have we have urgent need of Gribbles, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna head off that way, not even waiting for him to answer.
0: You just uh, and just kind of has a confused look on his face um, as you go to. Seek out Gribbles at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Xanath, um, you and Winter arrive at the Coral Finger. Um, Puck, it turns out that Lilith's is a general merchandise store called Lilith's Place. Place. Um, uh, a little kind of like female dwarf that runs it. Um, kind of, because, kind of, oh, lass, what can I get you? What you looking for?
3: Hi, my friend and I are about to uh, head onto the high seas. And so I was wondering if you have any thing that's that could help us navigate this pretty treacherous um, area.
0: Well, I, I, I do sell maps. I sell um, uh, sextons and other devices for the stars, you know, um, as well. I... I, I I, I, I... Without knowing where you're going, dearie, I don't really know what to offer you.
3: We're going into the Shattered Islands.
0: Oh, well, then, um, why would you want to be doing that? You're just going to get yourselves
3: killed. We're hoping not to.
0: Well, you know what they say. <laughs> Hope is not a plan. Um. Anyways, um. well, let me look here. And you watch as she starts looking around. Well, if you're if you are dead set, I'm going through that ghastly fog. Um, I suppose you might want to use this. And she brings over a jar of uh, honeybee wax. Like, you know, hive wax. But it's like a bright yellow. You can tell it's been carefully preserved. It's got like a strange marking on top of it. She sets it in front of you. And alas, from what I understand, that when you go through the veil, um... You're forced to listen to um, things that might cause you to go mad from voices. Now, this, if you if you ball it up and you jam it in your ears, um, it'll give you advantage on your wisdom saves. It'll also deafen and lessen the ability, giving you a resistance as well to the effect. Um, I've sold it on one or two occasions and they've come back and told me that it works. Personally, I haven't tested it to its fullest potential, but I could let you have a jar of it, good for up to 10 individuals to use it.
3: Huh. Do you remember any of those individuals who have come back?
0: Um, No, I don't. I get so many people that come and go out of my store. To be honest with you, with all the changes and everything that's been happening, I... I I've lost track of the who they were. I apologize.
3: Of course, there's maybe an old kind of um, druid, a little bit distinct, I would say, in that disheveled. Um, oh,
0: now that you think about it, how do you say it? Yeah, I, 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 I think one of them was a kind of um, mangic mangheim. Um, I, I something like that to that effect he had bought a jar of it from me um, but someone else had bought a jar of it from me as well um, she was a strange woman um, uh, seemed to be very distracted by something. Um, she had a captain she was a captain of her own vessel as well.
3: Did she maybe answer to something along the lines of the Martinets
0: Oh, yes, that was her name. I mean, it's not really a real name or title. I think she was just known as the Martinetta. Yes, I sold her a jar as well. Uh, Numerous occasions, I've sold her maybe three jars ever since I've been able to keep a supply of it. Unfortunately, this is all I've got left. Somebody recently came in and bought up an entire box that I had. I only found this the other day when I was going through my inventory.
3: Oh how lucky for us. Do you remember who bought that? Maybe I can still buy some of them.
0: I, d- I don't rightly remember his name but he had a creepy feeling about him. He was he had a strange eye and wore very colorful clothing as well. Hmm, but sounds like a character. Not, not party clothing like designed to confuse you or make you forget things. I don't know. He was a very strange person.
3: Oh, well, you know, maybe he knows what he's doing. Do you remember anything else he bought?
0: No, just, just the, the beeswax. To, um, he had mentioned that he needed something to protect him and those traveling with him. Um, I believe there were some basic supplies purchased as well, rations and other equipment for a long voyage. Um, didn't mention where he was going, but bought enough to stay Makes at sense. sea for two weeks. Who knows?
4: Oh,
3: sorry, my Wi-Fi is being a nightmare today.
0: Uh, bought enough equipment and supplies to be at sea for two weeks.
3: Two weeks? Well, I guess I'll I'll do the same. I mean, or more or less. Do you sell salt by any chance? One of our cooks is a little salt heavy.
0: Uh, um, sure. I, I have kegs and. <laughs> And bags of salt, two pounds, five pounds, 20-pound bags. We're surrounded by ocean. It's pretty cheap to make.
3: Oh, that's true. And I guess I've heard some stories about, um, you know, I guess mermaids, merfolk in the area. Do you know anything about that? Anything, any good luck charms? Honestly, we're kind of grasping at straws, so anything is all that you can think of would be huge help.
0: Uh give me persuasion check.
3: (laughs) More than a one, more than a one, more than a one (laughs) It's a six.
4: Come on.
3: (laughs)
0: Fucking (laughs) dice. Um Uh, Sorry, dearie. Uh, Nothing like that sounds familiar to me. I I I apologize.
3: Understood. Um, So I will buy the 20-pound sack of salt. (laughs) Um, And the beeswax.
0: Oh, yes, the uh, beeswax. And that will cost you 450 gold for that. um, Uh, As it is a magical... Um, a uh, uh, device. So sorry, um, my
3: internet flipped again. Do you mind uh, just a few? Um, so my, my internet today is a nightmare.
0: Uh, uh, the beeswax will cost you four hundred and fifty gold. Oh my! It's good for ten uses, but it is it's a powerful magical enchantment. Unfortunately, um, it's also the last jar I have.
3: Yeah. Do you sell medicine by any chance?
0: I what do you mean by medicine?
3: Well, any kits um, and maybe something to help with poison. Um, I,
0: I, I do have some poison um, neutralizing potions. I have some healing kits as well as I also have potions of healing if you're in dire need of those as well.
3: Well, you know, better stack our odds. I uh, would love to come back here in the future and buy more things provided I don't die.
0: Uh, th- that's a very morbid way of looking at it, dear, but I understand.
3: Um, so, I would say, can we purchase um, for... Uh, wait, how much would be for a healing potion, for a poison neutralizer, and for a healing kit?
0: Um, my healing kits sell for had um, a 100- gold a piece Uh, when you use them on somebody um, you can instantly stabilize their health Um, uh, my poison neutralizing potion can be drunk and then neutralize the effect of any poison effect that might be on the person that drinks it Um, I have two kinds of healing potions I have regular healing potions and I have greater healing potions oh
3: how uh what do either of them do
0: Uh, well, the regular healing potions uh, will heal you for, you know, 2d4 plus 2. Uh, The greater healing potions, I believe, are 4d4 plus 4. Oh, hell yeah. Um, um, The greater ones go for 1,200 gold apiece, and then the regular ones go for 400 gold apiece. The neutralizing potion, um, poison potion, goes for uh, 500 gold apiece. Um, And, of course, if you... Buy enough supplies we could put all of these things together for a price and Spot, you're there listening to this as well
3: oh Spot! anything you want to buy as the chef
2: well um i actually have a, I wanted to do something um i was following the the thing with the beeswax but um you know i i i understand that it's scarce but i was also looking up and stuff and do i have enough Knowledge, just being like a cook and around things. So they're like that sounds like more than you know a, a scarcity price. That sounds like flat out extortion to me.
0: Um, you can make an insight check.
3: Right. Also, if you want to do persuasion on that uh, earlier role, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe uh, uh, Spot is more persuasive.
0: Yeah, I got a uh, a fourteen on my insight. Fourteen. You get the feeling that the price has gone up because of people buying it. That there that there's been such an extreme demand lately hmm. that she's clearly jacking up the price because of demand.
2: Okay. Um, well, let me see. Uh, do you mind if I kind of go through and just see if there's anything that I don't think the galley can live without? You know, maybe maybe look at some kind of deal. You know. Uh,
0: and I mean the the merchant shop is filled with like. Um, Uh, Fresh foods, canned foods, tinned foods, dried foods, all manner of like seasonings and things. Components too, components that you might need uh, if you're like a a wizard of sorts that needs those components. Mm -hmm. Um, Rope and bits of leather and cloth and boxes and everything that you would need to either travel short distances or long distances are are basically sold here.
2: Okay. I'm going to take a, a quick chance to just kind of examine some uh, some of the food such that she has. I just kind of mutter something in Thieves' Cant under my
0: breath, just to see if she reacts. Ooh. Give me a perception check. All right. Ah, damn it. Fourteen? Fourteen. <laughs> Yeah. Her I eyes shift her eyes shift to look over at you as if she understood what you said.
4: Okay. All
2: right, I'm going to, you know, kind of continue browsing and just be really like uh, again, just try to pepper in to a normal you know, okay. I don't know. I mean, uh, okay. Just kind of like like how much do you
0: really want for this? Yeah. As you do that, the dwarf seems kind of annoyed.
2: Yeah, look, we both know. I'm I'm not going to you know stand in the way of someone making some profit. But 450
0: gold for a jar of beeswax. I know, but it, it is magical that... bee- beeswax. It requires enchantments and and effort to make it. It gives you the resistance to wisdom saves, and it gives you. Bonuses to your wisdom saves. So if you have to make your way through the veil and you don't want to go mad from the effects, I can't think of a better way to try.
2: Uh, can I try to persuade her that, like, you know, hey, I, I, I might, I'll, I'm willing to pay like vastly more than what uh, I, I think the standard things worth, but that just sounds in, like an insane thing, it's like.
0: Give me you pers- uh, Persuasion. Okay, Persuasion.
3: Also, can I just say that passive, um, looking around to see if there's any kind of celebratory things I can find for everybody else, like a fun sun hat or like an accordion?
0: Yeah, I mean, those are easy enough here. I mean, there's lots of tchotchkes, uh, small musical devices. There's even... A series of shelves filled with like firecrackers and noisemakers as well. Oh,
2: hell yeah. Um,
0: okay,
2: I only got a 12.
0: So, probably 12. Look, you know, uh, demand determines price. Um, you'd be a, a daft fool to, to pay that much for papaya when you could just go out to the tree and pull it and buy it and not cost you anything. So it doesn't make sense that you want to give me more money for this and give me less money for that. I, I, you're either quite mad or you're just not very good at this. The price on the beeswax being magical is the cost. It's in high demand.
2: I just kind of threw up my paws. It's like, let
0: me ask you this,
2: because um, there's nothing there to block up maybe 10 people's ears. I'm gonna guess we don't, we're not fully settled, but our crew is probably going to be more than that. What do you have? Anything that might not be as effective, but that should kind of, that but should that should. Uh,
0: you watch. It, like, watch she points over to like shelves with boxes, and mm-hmm. they all say earmuffs. <laughs> I got a batch of those like about a year ago, except for one thing: it's never fucking snows here. So they're kind of useless. Uh, You're welcome to them for a copper apiece if you want them.
2: All (laughs) right. Just out of uh, this, just um, how many total people do we think are going to be part of this crew? Because um, I don't know the size of the ship.
0: Well, you've got got Alexander, right? right. And his immediate crew. And then you've got four Tabaxi and then your group. That's all you know of currently. Okay. All right. Um, I'll get a
2: set of, uh, let's say, ten, just to be, you know, safe, and then just kind of die under my breath and pass her the, uh, uh, what was it, 40, 450 gold. So I'll pass her forty-five uh, platinum pieces.
0: Okay. And yeah, the through the veil. You're definitely gonna want this.
2: All right. So, all right, so I got those. Uh, anything that Puck needs? Um, are there any like? particularly interesting looking spices or foodstuffs or just something. Uh, this is a time.
0: crossroads place. So, I mean, there's anything you can think of. She has it. Okay. All right. Um,
2: I don't know how long this is going to go, but um, do you guys, do you have like a, uh, stamp packs the wrong word, but like just a collection of spices that I could, you know, just juzh it up. Just vary the meals. Cause I don't know how, how often you bear up. She
0: just- hands you like a medium sized leather bag. I fill the spices up in there, and I'll charge you ten gold.
2: Okay, and I'll head I'll her another platinum uh, and just kind of go through and just start. Uh, yeah, you just like-
0: start checking everything you can fit in there. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, peppers and salts and paprika and uh, you know, and like ginger and nutmeg and like all these spices that coming from all corners of Alexandria that ended up here for sale. So you, I will say you've collected enough spices that when you um, try to make meals that are magical in nature, the DC on your success will be less. In other words, what might be an 18 to make will now be a 15. So these will give you those kind of bonuses for making meals easier as opposed to if they get harder.
2: All right. Well, okay. Thank you. This has been an interesting, (laughs) uh, interesting excursion.
3: Nice. Okay, so um, I need to buy the healing wards. So before I forget, um, Pac is enjoying this too much, so I'm just going to really revel (laughs) in this. Okay, I'm getting a sun hat for Xaneth because her helmet might heat up. (laughs) I'm going to take the weirdest looking instrument for Earthen. Something that seems like nobody can fucking play. Yeah. Um, you know, give them a challenge. <laughs> um, I'm gonna... Is there like any like uh, cute stuffed animals, maybe in the shape of either a mouse or a cat?
2: Sure. Oh.
3: Nice spots. I'm trying Aww. to hide that from them. I'm getting like a really pretty mirror for uh, winter. Uh... uh and um, uh, I guess, can I just look real quick through the um, uh, uh, navigation nautical area to see if there's anything at all that we might need, like floaties? Um, floaties. <laughs> whatever whatever at all they have that like we the, don't have.
0: Yeah, I'll say the one thing that you come across that you find very interesting um, are nose plugs of water breathing they seem to be like these little plastic metal clamps that you put on your nose um and it looks like you can water breathe with them for up to an hour
3: oh my god amazing
0: and there's at least two dozen of them in a small little iron box
3: oh hell yeah um, getting as many of those as i can depending on the price
0: Okay. Um, so I'll say all your trinkets and things that you gather up as gifts, maybe two, three gold total. Um, the nose plugs of water breathing are 50 gold apiece.
3: Maybe not all of them, Dan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know what? I have money to burn. Fuck it. We're not going to be in a market for the rest for for a while, for like a while. Um, so I'm gonna get twelve of them
0: okay with uh six hundred gold
3: ah nice and then also the healing ward I'm gonna have to get so two poison, one like the really good healing and then two the kind of okay healing
0: okay so she looks at everything that you gather up ah uh, let's just call it uh for the the nose plugs, the four potions. Uh, Did you need the healing kits there? Did you need those as well?
3: Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Um,
0: So, two greater healing potions, two regular healing potions, the dozen nose plugs of water breathing, your cute little gifts that you bought, and two of the potions of um, uh, neutralized poison. this normally would go for about five thousand gold total, but I tell you what, I'll sell it to you for thirty-two hundred gold total.
3: Um, yeah, deal. Thank you. you,
0: guys. Exchange everything. She begins to wrap everything up and give you everything in different, you know, parcels and bundles. Meanwhile, it, it's it's almost like a pretty woman montage you know like all the other tabaxi are carrying all the packages for you um, as they're now all following you out of the store and beginning to head in the direction of the curl finger
3: yes I feel like Carrie from Sex and the City I feel amazing
0: (laughs) yeah there you go just like that (laughs) so to answer your question about invisibility Spot, there's two kinds of invisibility there's lesser invisibility that can last up to an hour but as soon as you make any contact or attack or are attacked successfully, it goes away. Um, right. The other invisibility is greater invisibility that lasts up to a minute but you can attack and you can interact with the world without being revealed.
2: Okay. Um, I was curious because, and I'll get with you later, we don't have to do this in the middle of, uh, of a game but uh, no, that's fine. I... I I have the ability to make a creature I touch invisible, but like, you know, obviously it has those things, but it was things like what I was, not to give away the game too much, but like if uh, Xanth is using her Moonbeam, uh, if I go up and kind of like smack her and give her invisibility so that she can move around, she's already cast that. Would that just instantly negate that? Or uh, because she hasn't made a new spell, she hasn't made a new attack, would it continue until she you know goes up and uh, casts something new or like punches somebody or something like yes.
0: that? Yes.
2: Yes. Okay. All right. Um but I was actually going to poke my head back in and just kind of be like, okay, I didn't want to do this with punk, but um
0: gerbils. Do you, do you <laughs> <use> gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would to be looking for a pet store up in the sky market. I don't carry gerbils. Oh, you're going to eat them, aren't you? Yes. No. No, I will not be selling those any to <laughs> Tabaxi eating habits are very gross, and I, I won't be involved. Sorry. Sky Market, I'm sure the pet store will be glad to, to sell you what you need to eat.
2: <sighs> okay. I just kind of <laughs> begrudgingly walk out, just tail just completely flat, just
4: Dragon. Oh. Oh. And is so, not
1: there to see it.
0: <laughs> Zenith, you and Winter are patiently waiting at the Coral Fingers. Sure enough, an entourage arrives as the last of the daylight sun is beginning to ebb. There's Puck, Spot, and Punch and Lunch, um, and four Tabaxi in tow. Um, as there's kind of like a flurry of activities when they come in, because... They're all carrying a bunch of parcels and equipment and gear and other things. Uh, Puck, you and Spot see Xanatha Winter over on the other side of the bar and she waves at you and you guys make your way over there. You're now at your own table with the tabaxi and everybody sitting down. Um, Immediately um, you know, one of the um, servers comes by, puts down a tray of drinks and food that people can either drink or nibble at their own desire, but for now, the only person missing is, missing is Earth, and the rest of you are gathered within the coral finger.
4: Looks like you found a few things. I think that's for you, Puck.
3: Wait, I'm so sorry. Again, my internet today
4: is absolutely <laughs> right now. Oh, I was just saying, looks like you found a few things.
3: Um, We have found quite (laughs) a few things. (laughs) And I... um, Uh, We run them through our uh, shopping day, through the uh, purple worm situation, uh, through the Mannheim mermaid hand that we need to figure out. um, And of course, uh, through the uh, fun little celebration gift. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and the whole time we like, just like well this bear is perfect because I'm in it <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. I'll like take the hat and like try and be a good sport put it on top of my helmet take the bird you gave me put it on top of the hat and just
0: kind of uh, like wearing one of those creepy sweaters that your aunt like wearing one of those creepy sweaters that your aunt knits for you because it's Christmas.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, see, it's it's perfect. It looks perfect. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, it's it's really good.
4: Yeah,
0: it's great. (laughs) Yeah, Winter like takes her mirror and shows it to you, Zeth, and she just whispers in your ear, you're a really good sport. Because honestly, (laughs) that looks ridiculous. And then she goes back to staring at the mirror.
3: (laughs) If it heats up in the sun, the, the, the hats help.
0: And it's like it one of those peasant farmer hats, right? Those <laughs> straw hats that, it like, sits Ill. on top of your big helmet. And it almost kind of makes you look like a, like a robot, like, with a farmer's hat on it. It's just, it's <laughs> awkward as hell. But it might work. You never know.
4: It does. robot it does, scarecrow. It's it it yeah. real hot. This will be helpful. That's true. Uh, will I send a yeah. message? Earthen, but I haven't seen him yet. Uh, I don't what, know what what'd you
0: get Spot? To. What'd you buy for Spot? Oh,
1: poor Oh, tell you why again. No, Puck, I'm sorry.
0: What, what, what'd you buy for Spot?
3: Oh, I bought Spot um, a, a plush of like a, of a little cat and a little rat. So
0: oh. like a little cat, yeah. a little, like, little rat plush and you hand those up over to Spot. Spot is just like just Completely
2: an average, just like. <laughs> <laughs> just now you're a cat square. Something that was
0: given to me. I didn't have to steal it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, just tucks and also it
2: like help. tucks it into their robes, like right over their heart. Oh, like. like a little clip. I treasure blush. this.
3: I'm so happy. Um, and also I tell them about the two shops that might be of interest to them. The one where I got the hand, where maybe their knowledge of Arcana could lead them to something. Interesting. Yeah, that was up at the
0: Sky Market, right? Up above in the Sky mm-hmm. Market.
3: Yeah. And um, the armor place, which I don't know what their armor situation is, but the yep. guy is very nice.
0: Guilford uh, Smithy over on the other side of the Harbors Ward. Okay. In the warehouse district.
4: Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hitting that
0: place.
4: Does the armor look pretty sweet? You wind up getting the the T-Rex armor, right?
0: Yeah, it does. It looks good. It's like you could tell that it's not a normal leather set. Like you could tell it's not normal leather. But the way he's cured the skin and developed the, the kind of like the hard surface of the skin, it gives off like a gray and kind of like a gray and brown leather feel or vibe to it like visually but you could see all of the T-Rex nodules like those little tiny nodules of its flesh kind of tightly compacted together in the armor so you know it's not traditional leather as she describes it as being made of T-Rex skin um at one point she picks up her dagger and plunges it into her armor And the dagger literally kind of, like, bounces off and skitters off the armor, uh, unable to, you know, penetrate or show any sign of immediate damage.
4: That's
3: right. Let's see anybody stabbing me in my back and killing me now.
4: (laughs) It'll be harder this time.
3: Hell yeah. Also, sorry, what was the armor class? I don't know that I got that.
0: So it's, it's considered studded leather. But you have a plus two, and I'll I'll get it updated in the D&D Beyond for you next week. So basically, you have resistance to all melee forms of attack. It's plus two protection, and it's treated as studded leather armor. Um, it also um, is lightweight, so you get a- a 10 feet of extra movement when wearing it. It does require attunement, however.
3: Um, I'll try my best.
4: So does that mean like if she could move 30 feet before, she can move 40 feet per round now? Correct. Oh, that's <laughs> really sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> that's well, I think she normally moves 25, right?
0: So now with this armor, she kind of moves as well as the rest of you do. She, she'll she be able to move up to 35 feet.
4: Excellent.
3: Uh, that guy seems really nice. If any of you need anything, uh and also i gave him the contact of the um of the place of worship that you're in contact with he seems like a good contact to have here
4: i'll give these guys while we're having drinks the download on the stuff that i found in the library about the vampires and the gate and um the like a really old book that uh, well actually I won't I won't talk about the old book. I'll just be like, oh and I also heard about this trifecta of faith thing. Seems interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just really casual.
3: <laughs> what?
1: It's like a Gideon's Bible for D. <laughs> She okay. pulled open the drawer of one of the nightstands in the Coral Finger and found this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was that and the Book of Mormon.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so as the three or four Tabaxi and the three of you, including Winter, begin to settle into a <clears throat> early evening of drinking, eating and sharing stories about the different findings throughout the city, And activities that you were doing that you choose to share with each other. Earthen, back up in the guild complex, where did you fly off to? The council to look for gribbles? Yes, I went out looking for gribbles. Okay. Um, You land at the entry point of the council chamber and inside you can hear heated debate back and forth about challenges with supplies and food and and some other things. And then, of course, you can hear the captain inside uh, the Vasselheim captain kind of bellowing out that they're not so convinced that, you know, this place affords um, an opportunity of any kind of advancement or um, that keeping this place, uh, you know, uh, supplied and equipped and protected might be a little bit too much for... Uh, the reach of the Vasselheim uh, Don Marshall organization and that he is now petitioning the idea that the best thing to do is maybe just to abandon the island altogether um, and kind of like have everyone move on and declare the island is off limits uh, too dangerous to habitate, uh, to be, you know, too dangerous to be used, too difficult to supply, too expensive to maintain. He seems frustrated as he's bellowing this out that all the other dozen or so people here who represent the different merchants and guilds and organizations of the city just seem to be petitioning him for everything under the sun from water problems, food problems, supply problems, you know, when are the next fleet of ships coming in? You know, there's, you know, the one thing that catches your eye or catches your ear the most is that they all equally seem to be complaining about high levels of theft. one of the portly uh, merchants, I don't know what you've been told, but I was out over in the warehouse district. My entire inventory gone. All of my supplies. How am I supposed to stay in business with this kind of theft going on? And then, like, uh, an elven gentleman, I understand what you mean. Uh, My supply of um, uh, kerosene and oils and And other uh, uh, things used to burn lanterns and torches and clear salt and such things have gone missing as well. Um, I was over there some two days ago bringing in a fresh supply uh, and all my inventory is absent. I don't understand. We need guards and we need people to keep watch of the warehouse districts. How can we recover and make good our intents and purpose here? If you can't even keep the wards of the district safe from from being robbed, you look over to see a very kind of like burly dwarf. That's not the worst of it. There's so much thieving going on over in the entertainment district. I can't even keep my tavern open. The only place that seems to be doing well is that damned abominable casino called the Red Eye. And I won't won't stand for it. Clearly, there's a group of thieves operating out of the Red Eye. Send your people down there to close them down and be done with it. How could you be so daft? And then it just kind of like turns into the noises of an angry crowd, kind of, you know, and then finally the captain goes, enough! Enough! I understand. I will do what I can. Um, And begins to clear out the room and Gods, take these messages, and you know he's now talking to some of the other guards. And eventually, Gribbles is like pinching his nose and like rubbing his forehead as he comes from where the arguments were all taking place. Oh, uh, Earthen, you're back. Um, hello, what's 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 going on?
1: I have something. I, I found something that. I need your assistance with. I, I, uh, cool. I could certainly
0: try. I, I'm a little spent. I was going to go home. It's,
1: it's, it's night. It's, you know, I, I don't think you're going to want to return home until you see this.
0: Okay. Uh, well, lead the way, show me uh, what you found. And you kind of guide him over to the edge of the illusion. You bring him through and there's Andrew patiently waiting that, Oh, to Gribbles. Uh, didn't realize you were the one he was going to get. Um, and Gribbles, like, uh, is this a, what I think it is? That's a... Well, first of all, that's a hell of an illusion and that's a teleportation circle. How did you figure out this was here?
1: Um, the same way I've done everything else that I've done on this trip. Uh, so line, okay, too.
0: good. good uh-huh. no
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I'm not sure what you think I could do with this. I, I can certainly refer it to somebody else. I guess I don't
1: I don't know. Gribbles, um, I don't want Vassilhan involved in what may or may not be on the other side of this circle.
0: Well, why is that I brought why you I here
1: because I trust you. Uh,
0: that's I fine. But you. What do you think is on the other side of this? The other end of this? Why? Why not trust the group that just liberated my city?
1: The group that now is talking about abandoning your city because oh, you're too much work and too many problems and so much complaining.
0: Well, it's, it's it's called a conversation. But if you want to deal in absolutes, you can. I, I just I don't understand. What do you think is on the other end of this? I mean, I could clearly, if read read, and and this—if I've read the sigils
1: right, this goes back to Thane's Reach.
0: That would make sense. The, the higher ups of the of the of the keepers and the makers and the takers, they all resided in Thane's Reach. This would explain how they came back and forth. All of them, with the exception of the core leadership that died in Thane's Reach, all the other ones are in prison. Being escorted by the Vasselheim contingent back towards
1: their city and back towards Isolde. Are they all in prison? How? How? What? What? What degree of confidence do you have in that?
0: I pointed out to everybody and gave names.
1: Hmm. Those are the only ones that uh, you know of that did not die at Thane's Reach. That you don't know may or may not have died at Thane's Reach. He puts a gentle hand on your forearm. Earthen,
0: your obsession is taking you down empty rabbit holes. The gnomes have been dealt with. They're no longer in charge of the city. You and your friends stopped whatever they were doing. It makes sense that they had a way of getting back and forth to where they lived and where they were conducting their business here. But all of that is gone now, Earthen. You seem to cling on to this strange hope that there's still something out there that we don't know about. I guess I'm not understanding why and what it is that you're looking for. Gribbles, what do you know about the Hand of Fate? The Hand of Fate? Well, it's a a mythos that is part of Gnome culture... That the hand that we use to make the devices that we rely on are fated for our intelligence, our gift of construction, and our natural affinity towards magic as well. It's a, it's a way of describing
1: uh, the way gnomes believe about
0: themselves, I guess.
1: I'm going to pull out the key that I oh. found. Well, that's and say, no, idea. I'm asking you about the Hand of Fate.
0: Oh, I wasn't aware it was a the. I mean, this is just cultural text that I'm, oh, my, this is quite a fascinating. This book is reads like an operating manual. Um, where did you find these things?
1: Who's been going through the dormitories and other buildings around?
0: Oh, well, we sent in guards and uh, local constabulary to to mostly Vassalhide people, as well as some of my own people uh, searching for things and making things. The only room that we were told to stay out of due to um, finding one of the captains there um, was... uh, Masterson's chamber. Yes, so it appeared that he had taken his own life.
1: How? How do you suppose Masterson took his own life? I saw the rope and I saw the blood.
0: Well, it looked like it who might found have. Masterson? Um, well, um, I believe uh, the captain of the Vasselheim watched it along with a handful of his guards.
1: I found this in Masterson's room. Uh, captain Renault. Renault?
0: Yeah,
1: Captain Renault. I found this in Masterson's room. How could they have missed this? I don't know. Where did you find it? Maybe we need to see the captain instead. Oh, I really don't want oh, to why are in you
0: this. not answering my question, Nathan? about how
1: you found it? Uh... Can I roll insight? Uh-huh. Against Gribbles? Yeah. Because I'm increasingly paranoid. Ah, that was a natural. That was a one.
0: <laughs> I mean, his face is pretty easy to read. He thinks you've gone insane. Like, huh, he feels maybe. like he's staring at a crazy person.
1: Crazy? I was crazy once. I, uh, I look at Gribbles... Uh, And I put my hand on his shoulder. Uh, How to describe to you what I've experienced over the last week and why I have a sudden mistrust of everything. Uh, It would take too long. Andrew, are you coming with me?
0: Andrew, kind of like, uh, to be honest, I'd like to know how you found it, too. I mean, not all of us possess your gifts. Maybe they just missed it.
1: Was it hidden? Do do these guys not use any kind of spells to assist in their search for things? Are they just walking blind in these rooms? I used the basic detect magic walking through the room and the portrait on the, uh, the p- picture on the wall was
0: watching be animated about he kind of like uh, earthen. You do realize that not everybody is skilled in magic, there's not an excess of those that understand how magic works. Unfortunately, there are more of those that are skilled at hiding things than they are at finding things. It could just be simply a mistake. The question is, what does the key in the book do? Do you think they're connected to this circle?
1: The circle? Maybe the vault? I don't know yet.
0: Well, it does require a key to get into the vault, does it not? Yes. Well, perhaps but this key in gets into that vault.
1: then what was it in the book about the puzzle? We have to work out a puzzle to get this to, to get this done.
0: Well well, no I, I believe you're, you're so the book seems to read like an operator's manual to activate whatever they've built that they call the hands of fate. This book sounds like something that activates it the, the back the notes seem to talk about uh, uh, that in order to deactivate it requires the solution of the puzzle associated to the device. so, mm. Perhaps there's somebody else that has the other book that tells us how to do that. This feels like something that they're using if all else fails and they falter in whatever they're doing. If I'm reading this correctly, this hands of fate could very much destroy the island if we don't figure this out.
1: Which is why I didn't go straight to the vault to open the door.
0: Well, I'm not really sure you know how to. Most of us don't know how to open the door. I'm guessing at the key. It does feel a little bit too simple. The other possibility is that this key may activate the device. Maybe that's why Masterson took his own life out of guilt or somebody covered it up.
1: Uh, Forgive me if I further sound paranoid, but uh, that's why I'd like to find the captain and see exactly what state Masterson was found in.
0: Well, if you want to know the morbid truth, uh, we have his body in repose uh, down in the healing chambers of the prefect over at the Helm's Temple. We were kind of hoping that someone might want to take on the chance of speaking with dead. Because even Captain Renault was a little bit suspicious about the way that they found Captain
1: Masterson. You know, I have a friend who might be able to do that for us. Oh, thank you, Gribbles. You've been awfully helpful, um, Andrew. Uh, yeah. Would you come with me? Uh, I'd certainly like to introduce you to my companions. Um.
0: Sure. I, I got to go home first and let the wife know uh, that I'll be out tonight. But I, where where are you and your friends going to be? But you're
1: not. But you're not from here.
0: I'm not from here, but it doesn't mean I stopped living. I brought my wife with me. She's on the ship.
1: <sighs> Can't you, like, send a message?
0: You seem very frustrated.
1: Yes. I, I, I'm very focused on every detail right now when I get into this.
0: Gribbles kind of looks <sighs> at Andrew. Um, Sergeant, go home. Spend time with your family. I need a moment with Earthen, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, yes, yes sir. Uh, sir. I know you don't like me calling it. It's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll find you later, Earthen. I, 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 I'll, I'll, yeah. And he kind of, like, warps out of the illusion. And Gribbles just kind of places his hands behind the small of his back. Earthen, what are you looking for? What? What? What do you think? all of this is you seem so insistent why can you not accept the fact that you and your friends did this island a huge service yes there's going to be difficulties there's going to be complications regarding things people are going to be purged people will be found who are hiding these are the normal things that happen after such things like this, an overthrowing of a very vile and contemptible organization like the copper takers and keepers. but they're defunct now their leadership jailed. Vasselheim can be glib and a little bit over the top from time to time but this feels like more than that earth and this feels like... Looking for shadows when there's no sunlight? This this feels obsessive.
1: There are shadows, Gribbles. We've seen the shadows on this island. You and
0: you've, there. Dealt with, and you've dealt with them. What shadows are left? What are you what corner in the round room has you convinced that there's something waiting for you. You saved an entire society of people. The Underdwelt is no longer for castoffs. There's going to be a celebration soon in regards to this victory. Sure, there may be some rough edges, but what is it, Earthen? What's the evidence that you can point to to let us... Share
1: in this urgency. So um can I roll insight against what specifically the merchants were claiming was stolen? Sure. If there's any connection yeah. like connection yeah. to the items that were stolen.
0: Yeah, you can yes. That makes sense. It's a high like, DC because you don't know a lot of the detail, but you can make an right. insight check on that because it makes sense.
1: Uh I'm gonna Burned my last lucky point on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was ugly. You know,
0: when the big oh, bad ugly. shows up next man. week, and you've got no spell <laughs> slots. Don't come yelling at
1: me. <laughs> hey, you know, I, we're, maybe we're about to go to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> but that was that was atrocious, man. And that god it wasn't much better. Yeah, I'm not gonna get anything from it. That was a that's an 18 uh, with my uh, Wait, bonuses an 18. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I have a, a plus 11. DC. Yeah. It's a high. DC. I have a plus 11 to insight. And that was an 18. Okay. Yeah. I would say
0: <laughs> the one thing that you do get out of it is that none of them seem connected at all. Like what they took was random. Like it, they're stealing stuff that within weeks is going to be replenished by the Vasselheim trade ships, as well as the other, if other trade ships are coming. But it doesn't feel like, it feels like someone just stealing random
1: shit. It's, it's, the, it's the things being stolen. They don't, there's no, it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, there was quite a contingent of gnomes that fled. They, when they saw the fleet approaching, um, there was a great mob that went through the warehouse district, stole matter of things, and fled on their ships. There's a good portion of the Vassalheim fleet now out there pursuing them.
1: What flag were they flying on those ships when they left?
0: Oh, well, they were all independent uh, merchants in some cases. Um, not really flying any flag of note other than the guilds and houses that they were. I don't even think they belong to the people who took them. I think these were people that recognized that their great grift was over with, and they just wanted to flee the island.
1: Uh, the how, long is the, how long has the Red Eye been open? Uh,
0: the, is that the, casino? a- the casino's been there forever, as far as I know. The entertainment district is, well, not exactly one of holy principle. I mean, it does have brothels and and other things for purposes of entertainment, theaters and casinos and gambling dens of all sorts. Um, I it, mean, it's quite conceivable that there might be a a a thieves' guild that's been operating in Gnomeworks under the admonishment and privilege of the gnome. Uh, guilds, uh, they often go hand in hand. I can assure you when the chaos dies down, we'll deal with them next. These are, I think these are normal growing pains, especially
3: mm.
0: when you're no longer under the yoke of those guilds. You certainly want me to believe this. I don't want you to, to believe anything you don't want to believe. I just want to make sure that you're not going to get you in trouble looking for things that don't exist.
1: And if well, they do, the last time I went looking for something that didn't exist, uh, a giant uh, fire creature from another realm.
0: Well, that's not
1: entirely
0: that's true. out of a volcano. That's not entirely true. I think you and your friends knew of the threat, maybe not that specific, but you knew the lizard folk needed your help. You knew that when we sent you out into the wilds, that those of us with an interest in those relationships with the lizard folk knew that they were in dire need. And yet you and your friends figured out what that dire need was and you freed them, You kept the gates sealed. And you participated in making sure that the great fire Titan was unable to leave plane of fire and destroy and remake whatever it was set to do. Thane's reach is gone. The power of the guild gnomes is broken. Now, if you're set on the idea that there is some other power out there manipulating even what they were doing, I could get behind that. But I don't know if there's a threat on this island anymore in that relation. I know about your conversation with Pike and the Prefect. I spoke with the Prefect last night. And we're all in agreement that the Shattered Isles, well, in my opinion, is a fool's end, probably holds a secret. ...that we don't necessarily know all the truth about. Whether or not the eyes of these guilds cast their way in that direction... ...prior to you and your friends helping bringing them down... ...it's possible. Don't know for sure, because they're all dealt with. Perhaps, if we could get your young friend... ...to speak with Masterson's remains and ask him some pretty poignant questions about what this Hands of fate thing is, that could give us the evidence we need to support your concern.
1: You've given me a lot to think about, friend. (laughs) Well. I was going to, like, pat him on the shoulder and uh, start to step through the uh, illusion.
0: You hear his voice, well, let's deal with this. And you hear the invocation of a dispel and the illusion drops. <laughs> as you as you go to pass through it, it drops around you. And you watch as Gribbles looks at the stone in the center of the platform. Bye-bye. My, my. And he walks over to it and he pulls it out of the center of the platform and hefts it. Well, maybe a reminder of just how good you and your friends really are tosses you the greater illusion stone. It does not require attunement. Once per day, oh. you can cast a greater illusion that can last either a minute or 30 days. Oh. So with that, that's where we're going to finish tonight, because that feels like a good stopping point before you guys gather at the coral finger. Um, holy shit. I love Paranoid (laughs) Earth. And I was rolling such good insights on you that it triggered. I have a whole series of narrative content for Gribbles. So it triggered that part of his psyche, of his personality. And that's why he was grilling you. Like, what the fuck is this? I think is gonna happen. Like he hasn't lived your life. So he doesn't know you've been on the run. He doesn't know uh, you know your relationship with the Dwendalian Empire and, and everything that's kind of Created your 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 paranoid background, so yep, you know, and it
1: just gets worse the more shit happens.
0: (laughs) Would you guys like to see what the hands of fate looks like? Yes. Ooh, Uh nice, cool. You know, just a small thing to be dealt with, nothing major, (laughs) right?
1: I'm like, you know, I walk up and put the key in the thing and everything resets. And I'm like, oh, shit. I should have known (laughs) that after
0: we took a Sunday off and Puck was itching for a a shopping session, uh, (laughs) I built a battle board just in case you made it as far as I thought you were going to make it. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So are we all good for – well, actually, you guys all linger. Everyone else, thank you for coming out. Um, We will be back here next Sunday as far as I can tell. Um, If Mm -hmm. not, um, you know, hop into our Discord where we talk about all this shit anyways. But, hey, uh, be kind, be safe, and don't forget to play a game. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Bye.